Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with We're not we're not we're not getting guest hosted by Snarf. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're a bunch of fully grown cats talking about kittens and tightly colored fur catching Mm-mm. mice. No I'm dog. I'm a dog. No. I'm gonna intentionally screw up my audio so we have to redo this. But why you know? <laughs> yeah, just, just do the whole episode with everybody doing the most obnoxious voice they can muster. I um, already do this podcast in the most obnoxious voice I can muster. Shut up. You have a very nice voice. Uh, anyway, hey, welcome to Teenagers with Attitude. This is a podcast where, I don't know, Broker. cats. Yeah. Um, uh, mm. I'm your host. I'm Mike. Uh, this, is, this is what happens when Zach's not here. You should know that by now. And joining me... Uh, we've got Joel. Hi, yeah, hello, I'm very tired. We've got Luke. I'm the here. And hopefully at least one person is ready and ready to go, we've got eh. Emily. Bark, hi. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Listen, this is a uh, cat thing, this... it just gives me carte blanche to do animal noises, so... <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, so as we've been uh, kind of hinting at, so we're getting ready to debut a new ranger today well it's, time, it's not it's, a it's new time ranger well, yet. she's not a new ranger for a while yet <laughs> i mean she, yeah she's not gonna be a ranger for a while but like this is effectively like mm-hmm. this isn't like the last time we got new rangers where we met them like i don't know three episodes in advance like we're we're building up to cat replacing kimberly and like this is where we meet cat yeah and, actually she like, uh, it, she takes a pretty hefty step towards replacing kimberly right from the start this yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, also worth noting, uh, if depending on whether or not you count Alien Rangers as part of season three, if you don't, we are officially more than halfway through season three of That's Power Rangers. That's weird. It does not feel like it. Well, I mean, it's only yeah. episode 17, so that's why it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, we're used to seasons being like more than 50 episodes long. 
But, like, again, even if you do count Alien Rangers, this one's, like, only, like, 43. Mm-hmm. I'm, which, yeah. I'm really excited for, for Zio, so it's probably a good thing. But also, I've really been enjoying Season 3, so I'm a little sad. <laughs> yeah, Season like, 3 has definitely been the high point of the show so far. And I feel like... I feel like the fact that they're not trying to crank out a billion episodes might be helping, actually. A lot of the, yeah. it's been a lot of multi-parters too is the thing. Like more than the previous seasons did. There was a few like single like I feel like season two was a lot of multi-parters. Well this has been like recently there's been like the Aisha multi-parter and then this one, but and then, like, the friend in need and the ninja encounter, but the ninja encounter was a setup. Friend in need was a special. In I terms mean, of those like, are all episodes of the 17 episodes in the series. I'm looking at it right now, and. No, no, you're right. But I'm just. Uh, what I'm thinking of, though, is like Wizard of a Day, the football one, the, the, the mask one, the, the love. The love potion one. In the last 17 episodes, we've had seven episodes that don't have a part in them. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's less than half. I will say, though, the single, episodes, the single episodes we have been getting have been among the best the show has ever been. Yeah. So, like, like they fully embracing, like, this is it's just a fucking cartoon. And also, like, the newer actors have kind of been settling into, like, what, you know, how acting works, I guess is the way to put it. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of talked about it before, but, like, I like Rocky now. Oh, yeah, they've given Rocky like, some, they gave Rocky some interesting stuff this episode. I love Rocky this yeah. episode. He's the best. <laughs> He's so relatable. <laughs> it is such, it's such a turnaround because, like, uh, like, outside of the Pachinko episode, which was a so bad it's good situation... Rocky fucking sucked in season two, straight up. He might have been the worst ranger, but like, he's just fucking great in season three. Yeah, we can understand why. Didn't one of the TWA fans say that Rocky was their favorite? And like, I can understand why now. <laughs> like, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's so, not cool, uh, but he's pretty fun. <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking of which, we've got a lot of Lister questions, so we're not going to do a super long sort of intro sequence for this because we want to get into the episode. Yeah. But before we start. Uh, Emily, you said you've been watching some more Cocker Ranger. Yeah, me and Cassie have been cont- like just kind of like trudging along. Like every like time you want to watch something, but just like one thing, we'll just watch Cocker Ranger because it's easy to just watch one episode and then go back to whatever we were doing. So like if we both are eating, we'll just watch a Cocker Ranger episode and go back to playing Final Fantasy. So like we've finally gotten to the part where um, the Rito, uh, what Rito came from has shown up. So the young noble junior character has appeared. And I mentioned before that there was no big bad this season. So far, he's the big bad this season. Like the Rito suit character is the big bad this season. Although normally he's like this punk rocker looking guy with this like, you know, leather jacket, like makeup, like cool hair. And he's got like a guitar and he's constantly just like blaring on. And, but he's, he's, he's like really fun, but he's also like kind of intimidating because he'll, he'll stop like partying and be like, why aren't you dancing? And then just beat the shit out of you his guitar. Like that's a thing that he does to a monster in one episode. Um, and then like he, he, there's one scene where he's like slowly playing piano in this smoky room while the monster, while the, the scientist comes up and tells him how like he's failed again. And he just like, you know, quietly like says like, 
I don't think he says anything, and another monster, like, he just starts playing, like, erratically on the piano, and another monster comes and takes him away. And it's really good. And they've also introduced the Kunoichi, who turn into cats. Which is relevant to this episode. Yeah. I, I assume that's where this idea came from. Yeah, and there are... that whole thing. I mean, we actually talked about the, 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 the cat Kunoichi before. Yeah, and they're amazing. Like, they're all... They, they're, I think the colors of them are red, blue, pink, purple, and green. And they are all named after flowers. And they're incredible. Like, they're, they're so cool. And... Um, it's kind of like a shocker. Like, I, I know we mentioned it before, but I still, it still was a shocker when they, when smoke puffed and they all turned into cats and they're all with like, like they're the one person when they show up and they failed and young noble juniors, like it's okay girls. And then they turn into cats. It's like, he's cool with them. Like there is pets or something. And it's kind of this weird thing. And the thing is, I mentioned how cool young noble junior is. As soon as he turns into Rito, I can't take him seriously. <laughs> Because it's fucking Reno, and I'm so used to him in this show where he's a goofball, and like, it, it, like, he might have been cool in that suit if I didn't know about Power Rangers version of Reno, but knowing what he is in this, he's, I just can't take him seriously as soon as he transforms, and it's, it's been a blast watching it. Okay. Yeah. That's all Uh, I wanted to say. It's a little update on Young Noble Jr., who's the, the Rito equivalent. Kind, not really. He's like the Zed equivalent more, but he's more badass. That's the thing, is that the show is kind of a comedy. It's gotten a lot more serious since Young Noble Jr. has showed up. It's still funny, but like there's more serious plot lines in it. And it's cool. See, that's that's kind of a weird juxtaposition, because like for this show, Rito showing up is when the, the yeah. show really started leaning even harder into comedy. <laughs> totally. But uh speaking of which, are you all ready to talk about uh this episode? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why we're here, right? I mean, ostensibly. Uh, Luke? Luke? We lost Luke. Okay. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about <laughs> Season 3, Episode 17. Oh, well, I guess we'll just continue on. <laughs> no worries about our missing and get friend. Luke back? Because, like... We're- it's like, the- I don't know, he, we're eight episodes, we're eight minutes in. I was a little subconscious, because I was saying stuff and no one was reacting to anything <laughs> I was saying. I'm like, I know that Jill's tired, and Mike's probably tired, but come on, Luke, say I mean, something. I, didn't <laughs> want to, I just didn't want to interrupt. Like, you were yeah. talking about a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry about that, folks, a little bit of weirdness, but we are back, and we are ready to talk about Season 3, Episode 17 of Power Rangers, A Ranger Catastrophe, Part one, we open at an animal shelter, and I'm just going to say this right off the bat, and again, this is stuff that should just be par for the course of bare minimum for a TV show to do, but it's amazing that Power Rangers has started doing it. What, using different sets? Yeah! Yeah, the fact that we start with a location we haven't seen before is kind of insane. And there's a puppy. Yes. Yeah, there is a dog in the shot. And they're petting the puppy. It is good. We keep, we keep like actually going places, like an animal shelter and Aisha's house, and it's just they didn't used to do that. It's it's a real TV show, everybody. <laughs> they made it three years in. They made it. Listen, yeah. you say that, but have you ever watched um, Canadian TV shows, Radioactive and Fries with That, which literally had two sets and, like, that was it, and it was an entire TV show sitcom? Both of them? I No. Uh-uh. 
they're one of them's about working at a fast food place the other one's about working at a high school radio station and yeah there's no extras and there's two sets okay so it's <laughs> a one-act play only turned into a sitcom. right yeah it's really they were both very bad <laughs> in my opinion man i i wasn't sure about the waiting for godot series but you know season three <laughs> really justified the whole endeavor <laughs> <laughs> waiting for Godot 2 is still waiting. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Fries with that Fries with that came I'm not even sure if that's the name of it. I'm just thinking that's the name of it. I could be completely wrong. I'm pretty right. sure Fries with that came up came out after Radioactive and had like multiple of the same actors. Like so oh, they weird. just went from like one show that was like zero budget to another show that was zero budget. Is it the same like weird. production company that made both of them? I think so. And there was there was an episode of Fries with that where someone had a funeral and it was in the in the fast food restaurant because they can't okay. be anywhere else. So that crosses <laughs> that crosses into a surreal territory that I actually kind of love. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have yeah, that kind that's of appreciation. Just bonkers enough to be endearing. Yeah, I didn't have that kind of appreciation of that in high school or late junior high, but I might now. <laughs> but anywho, uh, so we're at this animal shelter where Aisha's working as a volunteer. Uh, because Power Rangers are fucking power- paragons of society when it comes right down to it. Right, right. They're saints. Her job appears yep. to be petting cute puppies. So, like, hey, I job. understand. Good job. Yeah, I understand why she'd volunteer for this one. Yeah. Uh, and so she talks to uh, the vet work in there, Dr. Wheeler. And uh, yeah. um, Joey Wheeler's mother. Say yeah. what? Joey Wheeler's mother. Oh. Okay, see, my mind went to uh, fucking Wheeler from Captain Planet. My, well, I, see, I was thinking he's a giant brain in a mecha in the Arctic, and he just wants the strongest fighter on Earth's body to possess. From, dra- okay. from Dragon Ball. It's fine. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet, Mike. That's, that's Dr. Wheelow. That was a, that was a uh, bold direction to go with that reference. <laughs> Getting fucking avant-garde with your fucking random pulls to other pop culture shit. See, he's a real uh, old man, so he thinks Master Roshi is the world's strongest. He doesn't know that Goku is. There, there might have been a character, the last name Wheeler, in the the uh, God. What's that? What's the series of Captain Falcon in it called again? F Zero. Uh, it was Smash Brothers. There was yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I mean, kind of. There was a. There was an F Zero like four kids anime, and it, and it oh, might right, have yeah. it might have had a main character named Wheeler in it. I'm trying There's to see. There's got to be a transformer named Wheeler, right? Are you sure you're not thinking of Joey Wheeler there's from a, Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, there's a character. Okay, named good. Rick this Vin- this joke has gone full circle. Let's let's uh, put it to bed <laughs> yeah, and move on. That was the first on. one we brought up. Yeah, that's the first one that I broke up. Yeah, Rick hey, Wheeler. Yug. Rick Wheeler was the main character of F Zero, the anime. You know. Which is ironic because, like, the whole appeal of F Zero versus actual racing is that the F Zero vehicles don't have wheels. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Boy, howdy, we've this is. <laughs> Why does anyone listen to this that's podcast? A, uh, listen, I don't know. I haven't been here for a while. That's listen. There are, there's, there's someone out there who's like, thank God they mentioned Rick Wheeler. I loved that show as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that is the primary appeal of the show at this point. Is we'll mention yeah. bizarre shit that nobody else does. No, that, that F-Zero anime yeah. existed solely so people could make a meme out of his the final Falcon punch of the series where he blows up a galaxy. Well, I, I feel like... It's real good. The thing about the F-Zero anime was that the 4Kids version, the main character was Rick Wheeler, but I think in the original anime... Oh, I'm the sure main his character... name was something Japanese. No, no, but I mean, I think the main character in the original anime was Captain Falcon, 
and they just re-edited it so that Rick Wheeler oh, was the main really? character. I could I could be completely wrong, and I should probably look this up before I, mean, it, I say that. It is that. not abnormal for them to add a weird POV character to an ad- video game adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Remember not- Chris c- 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 from c- Sonic X? C- yes. <laughs> yes, I do remember I had Chris. forgotten about Sonic X until just now. Thank you. <laughs> Sonic X recreated. My dude, that's a- where Gotta Go Fast comes from. Come on. Uh, I absolutely did not know that. I thought Gotta Go Fast was just a reference to that fan art. <laughs> I mean, the fan art was fan art of Sonic X. Okay, like, sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we're in this animal shelter still. We can't escape. No. Nope. Escape from the animal shelter is my new uh, album. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, we're all very tired, folks. <laughs> so... Uh, Basically, Aisha's talking about how great the animal shelter is, and and Doctor Wheeler's like, "Oh yeah, well we we never have enough funding to fully staff the uh, the animal shelter, so volunteers like you are what keep this place running." Which is that's a bit that's a bit too fucking real for Power Rangers. That's very yeah, that's true. Um, I just wanted to say that I was I think I'm wrong. I think he was the main character in both versions, and he becomes Captain Falcon by the end of the show. Oh wait, what? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, uh, I don't know if this is actually the case in the games or not, but in in the F Zero like anime, Captain Falcon is a title that gets passed from the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that is exactly what I was about to say. Or that pirate character from Final Fantasy fourteen who I forgot his name is Miss Beard. That's it, Miss Beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, in, in, in case you didn't get the fucking princess bride reference, let's make this obscure reference to a side quest from Final Fantasy. <laughs> you know, with our audience, that might actually be the case. It's true. I can't wait, uh, guys. I can't wait for Ready Player One. <laughs> God damn it! Well, damn it, let's continue. okay. So anyway, talking about the TV show. <laughs> No, don't feel bad, Emily. It's going to be great. It's going to be like they made a movie out of our podcast. <sighs> Fuck you. Uh, no. Fuck I you, quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my brother, my brother, and me got a TV show. Teenage Attitude gets a whole movie. Shut directed by up. Steven Spielberg. I hate you. <laughs> Luke, Luke, I, here's the problem. Here's the problem with this analogy, though, Luke. Um, uh, I haven't read the book, but I have listened to a podcast that read it, and it's yeah. uh, like misogynistic and transphobic as fuck. Mm-hmm. Which is not audio entropy at all. Sure. I mean, it's because it's because it's a it's it's a mishmash of all '80s pop culture. Right. Every bit of '80s pop culture. What's hip hop? I don't know. Well, the thing is that the movie it, the movie apparently isn't that based on the book, and it has nothing to do with '80s culture. So who knows what the movie's gonna be like? But anyways, continue. Anyway. Well, it's about it's about using the Iron Giant and having it like no, having the Iron bad. Giant think that war's I, really it's, cool. It's still, I, still bad. Feel, I have zero interest in that movie. I do kind of hope it turns out to be like the equivalent of Starship Troopers, where the movie is actually a satire of the book. Yeah, that would actually be kind of good. <laughs> oh God, I would love that, but no, I don't I don't see that happening. Steven Spielberg is like so while he's done it a lot better in the past obviously cuz i mean like understatement Steven Spielberg used to be a lot better than he is now uh, but Bridge like of Spies is a recent movie and that rules okay if you say so uh but the like trucking and nostalgia is kind of his thing and has been even like back in the 70s kind of but he i did like a lot the, of like retro 50s right, stuff right but back the thing here. to bear in mind is steven spielberg is talented whereas right. the author of ready player one is not no ernest klein is bad at writing things hey uh, i like power rangers 
Do you? That, uh, a, that seems uh, like an outright lie based uh, on everything we've 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 done here on this show. I, I watched the trailer recently. I'm ready for the one. I looked at the comments, and there's so many people being like, "I hope it's as good as the book." The book was amazing, and I'm just right. Like, oh god. What? Yeah, like okay. everyone, everyone kind of turned on that guy once Armada came out, and it was the same fucking thing. But it was like, oh, this one sucks. Like, no, guys, the first one was also this. You just yeah. had more tolerance for it. Yeah, so, okay. Anyway. So Aisha is, is talking about how great it is to work at the animal shelter, and then she leaves because it's the end of her and, shift, yeah, I so guess. Yeah, she's telling Kimberly about it. Yeah, so they're walking through the park chatting about, like, oh, it's great in the animal shelter, and then they just sort of stumble across a white cat in the park. Yeah, just chilling. It's a kitty! Yeah. It's a cute and kitty! And it, like, it lets them approach, so they figure out immediately, like, okay, this is clearly a domesticated cat, but it doesn't have a collar or anything, so... I guess someone just lost their cat? Right, it's not It's not feral and attacking civilians like most of the cats in Angel Grove. Right, yeah. That have wandered in yeah. from the wastes and are looking for, <laughs> you know, flesh to feast on. That were, like, yeah. that butted off of the, uh, like, cat monster that was in some episode that wasn't actually aired. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That they fall so, off screen. Yeah, so joke. both girls, like, pick up this cat and start, like, petting it and giving it lots of love. And that cat's... Like spoilers is really a person. Yeah. So okay. I'm you've already kind ex- of. Yeah. Why? Listen. The show didn't see I, fit to explain <laughs> any of this to us. So why do you no. feel like the need to explain <laughs> it to the audience? Come on. Now. Well, I just, I just like that. Like, is this really gay? Because it's two girls petting another girl. Yeah. I mean, kind of <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is like this is like TF gay stuff, right? Like, guys, yeah. guys, is only a cat gay. Yes. Uh, I mean... God. So... Okay, okay. Does the show clarify this later? Was Cat a real human person? I don't that know. Into okay, a I have only seen up through this episode, so I could not answer that, and I kind of hope C-Mon, they never explain it. I, I thought has she was a person. On this podcast. Yeah, yeah, so my understanding was that she was an Australian that got kidnapped, but this episode makes... I don't know. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Simons claims that she was a human, got kidnapped by Rita, got mind controlled, turned into a cat. Yeah. And that's and then like when she gets unmind controlled and becomes herself, it's weird because she just lives in Angel Grove now. Right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she yeah. like doesn't go back to her parents or anything. And I think she ends up taking Aisha's like Kimberly's place living with Aisha. Yes, yes, she does. And then and then eventually Aisha gets replaced too, and Simon was remarking on what the hell's going on. Like what is happening it's at like Aisha's a house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aisha's <laughs> sort of problem with like people yeah. living in Aisha's home. Yeah. I mean that's that's how the Rangers have always been. I mean, as Luke is always quick to point out, you know, oh, Rocky has always been the Red Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Wink wink. wink, is, wink. Is Aisha's parent are Aisha's parents like uh uh, Aunt May in the Ultimate Verse, where like for a while she just was running a halfway home for like teenage superhero kids. Yeah. <laughs> where like like uh, Iceman, Johnny Storm, Peter Parker, and Gwen Stacy were all living. Uh, with man, with I want to read that comic. It's just about Aunt May running this boarding house for super teens. Yeah, Ultimate Aunt May ruled. Actually, <laughs> yeah, she was really great. I, I Ultimate Ultimate Spider Man had a lot of good things about it. And, and you know, really, Ultimate Spider-Man was pretty good. The rest of the Ultimate Universe was trash. Oh yeah, Ultimate Spider was like the only good thing out of all. I, kinda, I, I I've never been a big comics guy. I all, most of my comics knowledge I get through wikis. I liked the idea of Ultimate Reed Richards being a bad guy. 
Yeah, no, actually, yeah, no, Ultimate Reed Richards is pretty cool, and he's one of the few things I think they brought over from that universe when they kind of trashed it. Yeah. Wasn't there a thing where, like, every Reed Richards in the multiverse except for the main one is a bad guy? Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Um, they uh, it, There was a whole plot arc with him, like, meeting up with all these other ones from other dimensions, and they all, right. like, had like gone way too deep into the like super science right. and were like mad scientists. They were all just yeah. And it was and like the whole thing was like his his he pu- he was the only one who put family over science basically. Right, right, right. M- main main series Red Richard Reed Richards is arguably a bad guy, especially well, sure. in the Civil War arc where he's like sending people but were he into the, head the negative of the Illuminati zone. literally. Listen, well, listen, yeah, I mean, if we're going to bring the Civil War arc into this, like half of the Marvel universe fucking sucks. Like yeah, there were not true. a lot of good people in that. He was really series. bad in that. Like like Reed and Tony were the worst because Reed made a prison in the negative zone that they were putting soup their friends in be- without a trial so that was yeah. fucked Listen, up. Emily, anyways emily war is hell okay god that's why it's called war <laughs> i love power <laughs> rangers you guys <laughs> i don't you know don't. that we do because we seem to be trying our damnedest not to talk about it i love power rangers it's just i haven't been on this show in a while and i want to talk to you guys you get all those tangents out <laughs> built up over time yeah, exactly so anyway we cut to the moon where rita's gloating about her plan is working but she doesn't actually say what the plan is and literally nobody has any idea what's happening no yeah this is this is one of the few times we're like Rita actually never, ever, ever, ever explains her plan. She just, it, like, it just plays out. Right. Like, she's just, okay, now it's time for the next step. We never actually see what her whole plan is in totality. Uh, that's because the writers didn't know what right, it was. Well, but usually it's implied that the, like, the moon crew is, like, aware of what's going on and in on it. And here everyone's just like, what, what are you doing? What? Are you, what? I, I do like this touch where yeah. she, she's, like, looking down the telescope and she says, like, you know, this is the best plan in 10,000 years, which is kind of a funny mm. you know, thing reference to her right. whole being in a dumpster. But I like how she was like, take a look, Zed, and then just like peeks down and looks at his fucking Zed vision. And I like, I just like that I, well, and I kind like, of moment. I like that because she didn't tell him what he was up to, what she was up <laughs> She's to. She's just, just like, looking I, at them petting yeah, a cat. He, he's like, I'm watching two kids pet a cat. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he loathes oh, yes. cats, apparently. <laughs> so, so this cat, this cat, like this, this shit's a uh, subterfuge. Like, this cat yeah. is a double agent. It's a Manchurian candidate. Yep. A Manchurian candidate. Manchurian candidate. Candidate. Manchurian candidate. Yeah, you go. Manchurian candidate. Let's go full in. <laughs> Good work, team. We ruined it. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we've. We finished workshopping this joke. Now we can tell it. All right. From the top, everybody. Three. No. Okay. So she calls the dimwits and right on cue, like, Rito walks up. What's up, guys? I love Rito. Rito's the best. (laughs) And yeah, no, she she just doesn't explain anything. She's like, yes, it's working. The Rangers are, uh, you know, falling for this cat who's totally working for us, you guys. Yeah. They, they've, the cat has earned their trust. I guess. Fade out. Well, they're just, they're just like, whatever, yeah. it's Rita's plan, we'll just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Aisha's taking the cat to the gym and juice bar for reasons. Yeah, so here's mm. here's here's what just occurred to me. She brings the cat to the gym and juice bar and says, well, I'm going to take the animal shelter and see if uh, anyone adopts it. But, like, didn't you find it outside the animal shelter? 
Okay. Was it Kimberly with you when you found it? Okay. What was Aisha doing? Here's... I think I just made this up in my head, but I assumed it was the next day. Because it does. the show does never give you any indication that a day has passed. But I just, like... I don't know. I feel like it's the next day. And they, she brought him to the animal shelter. And then the animal shelter said, like, you know, if someone takes him, but, like, that's it. Because, right, like, she just, she, she just all... came... She just left the animal shelter because it closed. And now they're going to well, go no, back to just, it later. Her shift was right? over. They didn't say it closed. That's true. I don't know. I could have just made that up in my head. Because the, the show yeah. doesn't actually say it's the next day. But this, it feels this like This order it is. of events doesn't make sense. Yeah, but it doesn't in any really case, matter. Aisha tells Kimberly, like, okay, I'm going to take the cat to the animal shelter, and if no owner comes to claim her in a day, then the cat is now mine. That's a really short period of time <laughs> for that, by the way. So, yeah, yeah, and one thing I love about this episode is that, like, Amy Johnson kind of seems like she's been tired the last few bits. She is so fucking pumped for this cat. She's like, yeah. yes! I always wanted a pet! kitty like she's like so super excited yeah. about this cat yeah she gets that kind it. of squeak in her voice that comes out when she's really excited about something it's, it's <laughs> yeah I she like goes it. like kitty like five thousand times it's really cute though she's super into the cat <laughs> anyway then and so bulk and skull materialize from <laughs> they're under the, the table that they're, they're the sitting at Where, what were they doing and did anyone know they were there I think the Rangers have just learned to ignore when Bulk and Stull are doing weird shit. I think they were just under the table. Like, yeah, like they probably <laughs> army crawled up and everyone just kind of glanced down, saw it was them, and just continued on, like, normal? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very cartoon logic. Like, Bulk and Skull just sort of, like, blip, just materialize. Like, hey, you know how many... How many uh, health codes you're violating by having that cat here? Tell him Skull, and Skull's flipping through the the policy book, and it's like, uh, it's here somewhere. And then Aisha explains that she's on her way to the animal shelter, and yada yada yada, kind of blows them off. And they're like, all right, well, fine, we'll we'll deal with you later. And then Bulk and Skull, I actually love the way they exit the yeah, scene too, because like Bulk pushes Skull back onto the table, and then like. And then, like, Bulk just kind of, like, dives backwards yeah. to fall out of frame. <laughs> it's really weird. And then Aisha just rolls her eyes and like, whatever. And, like, that's <laughs> the cat. It's really good. And then we, we cut to inside the gym and juice bar, and Bulk and Skull have a really great exchange. Bulk, yeah, I thought we didn't have any assignments. Lieutenant Stone said keep an eye on things and call him if I know what he said. I was there. I'm talking about the cat. Uh, cute, isn't it? I always wanted a kitty. Please concentrate. Sorry. We find out who the owner is, right? With you. Then we return it and become heroes. Parents will thank us. Kids will love us. Lieutenant Stone will promote us. You're amazing. Mm. I'm in awe. Mm. No. Awe. Ah. Yeah, this, that's just, pretty yeah, cute. Guys, like, straight cats happen like this is not yeah you're treating this like a special event and it's very you know i don't know if you know this yeah. Luke, but bulk's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> bulk has the like wildest g- delusions of grandeur i think i've ever seen it, like and, and again like yeah. eric's already played it but i do love the part at the end where where he's like where Skull's like, I'm in awe, and Bulk's like, mm. and he's like, no, ah, and he's like, ah. <laughs> it's it's really it's good. Really good. <laughs> they do a lot of uh, great stuff with the with camera cuts and everything. Like, this is legitimately one of the like funnier bits of dialogue that Bulk and Skull have had. Yeah. Uh, 
Let's see. So what happens next? I've genuinely lost track of what the we fuck is going on. We cut the animal shelter, and Dr. Wheeler's like, it's a beautiful cat, Aisha. I'm sure if someone lost her, they'll contact us. And if no one does, they get to keep the kitty. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut up to the moon, and Zed's like, oh, fuck. Hey, Rita, if someone other than the girls gets that cat, okay. like, you know, it it's going to ruin your plan. Okay, and okay. basically... It, he sent, he he winds up sending Rito down to scare away anyone who could potentially come to the animal shelter and adopt an animal. I do like re- the the interaction that Rito and, and uh, Zed have here as well. But I, I just want to say something. Okay, like the the cat isn't up for adoption. It's there to see if the owner comes. The owner's Rita. Yeah. So as long as she doesn't show up. They're fine. Yeah, that's the, like nothing's yeah, gonna fuck point, their plan. At this point, the could will be better served by doing nothing. Zed completely misreads the situation. Yeah, like he doesn't need to do anything because the cat's not up for adoption. It's waiting for its owner. I choose to believe Rita never actually told him what the plan was, and he's just meddling. Well, it doesn't matter what the plan is because, yep. like, it it. Okay, like Rita's here for one th- thing, so she could say like it's not right or whatever, or, or don't worry about it, guys. I got this, but like. They, they, they. He, all Zed knows is he wants to make sure that the girls get the cat, and to do that, yeah. he literally has to do nothing. <laughs> and it's yeah, whatever. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still glad he sends Rito down because we get some fun stuff. Oh, as a it's result. hilarious! And like again, yeah. like the, the 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 thing here where like uh uh you know Rito says G Fang said he says my name is Zed again, and then Rito's like oh. Okay, cool, but uh, you got a big guy. Whoa, I'm going to take my little nap. And Zed stops and, like, mid-set, it's like, nope, get the fuck down there. <laughs> yeah. He gives he, 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 Rito says, like, you got a big guy and gives him that playful, like, little, like, punch to the chin. And then he's like, I'm going to go take a nap. And Zed's like, fuck you, buddy. No, get down there. <laughs> and so we get we get Rito uh, landing in front of the animal shelter and, like, <laughs> I'm here to do e- – oh, Oh, there's no one here. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I'll go hide behind this bush. And, like, he scares away a couple of random passerby. And he's just like, yeah, I love being evil. This is so much fun. And then we get Bulk and Skull out on patrol, question mark? And looking for the cat, question mark? Yeah. I mean, this is, almost, like- this is almost smart for them of, well, we know the cat's at the animal shelter, so... Maybe we can find the owners before they find it and take credit? Yeah, that's pretty much their plan. I do like how Rito says, like, no kitty for you today! And I just imagine him running away and be like, we wanted a dog! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Bulk and Skull, like, they see Rito and, like, oh fuck, it's a monster. And Skull, again, kind of being the smarter of the two yeah. from time to time. Oh, wait, there is also a part where, like, Aisha says, did you hear screaming outside? And Dr. Willis says, it's hard to hear anything but barking in here, and there's no barking. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? It is, it is church quiet in this animal shelter. Get, get a sound effect, library. <laughs> it's like a fucking graveyard. There's not a sound anywhere in the building. in barking sounds. <laughs> Listen, they got the set for the, the animal shelter. What else do you want? But, uh, so Skull's like, hey, we should call for backup instead of trying to fight this monster. And Bulk's like, fuck that. You know, no guts, no glory. And then they pull out and- Glocks and they shoot Rito dead. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising how effective that is. <laughs> but no, uh, they tr- they sneak up on him and then are just like, hey, monster, you're under arrest for being a monster. Which is some off, like, fucking profiling if I've ever seen it. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then Rita's like, hey, so I'm a giant mystical skeleton man with a bone sword. Like, wh- what are you going to do? And they're like, oh, good point. And then they run away. <laughs> well, what I, I yep. do like is that Rito's like, they're like, hey, stop. We're going to arrest you. And he's like, Rito's just like, get the fuck out of here, guys. Like, beat it. Get the fuck out. Like, he, doesn't, he doesn't even turn around. He's just like, guys, yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, shoo. Get out of here. And then they run away screaming. And Aisha's like, okay, that was definitely a scream, though. And then she, you know, goes ninja power and goes to fight Rito. Yeah, this is great. I was really excited at this point because not only has Aisha had a, like, interesting, like, plot line involving, you know, her... But now she gets to actually like do ranger stuff just on her own, and yeah. Can can I just say that Aisha's like one of my favorite rangers now? Like I really like Aisha. <laughs> like she's yeah. pretty, she's, she's pretty, pretty competent yeah. here. Like she gets a lot to do, and like this isn't the first time this season that like she's kind of had to save the day. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, y'all. When when the swap happened, I was really sad to see Jason, Zach, and Trini go. But like, I have really warmed up to Rocky, Adam, and Aisha. Um, yeah, I've warmed up to Aisha. Well, you've also, like, not seen I know. many of the recent episodes where yep, Rocky and Adam have been true. genuinely good. That's true. And, like, one of the things I like about Aisha is that she, like, she goes up to see what the scream is all about. She goes, she's like, what the fuck is that guy doing here? She's like, oh, okay, whatever. Right, yeah, it's, it's, not, even, it's not even <laughs> like, oh, shit, Rito's here. I should call the others. It's like, oh, damn it, it's Rito. Well, I'll take yeah. care of it. Yeah, Zordon's going to call the others to back her up. But, like, she kind of doesn't need it. She's kind of doing fine. But speaking of the others, one of my single <laughs> oh, favorite things so that has good. ever happened. So we cut to the Rangers having lunch at the gym and juice bar oh, on, really like, on the patio. Okay, so we specifically cut to the tallest sandwich I have ever seen. <laughs> it is, it's Rocky sitting in front of this Dagwood-ass sandwich. <laughs> and he says, I've been waiting for this all day. And he Hell licks yeah. his lips and rubs his hands. And he's, <laughs> he just wraps his huge fucking, like, gorilla ninja hands I take around his sandwich. I have warmed up to Rocky. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've been waiting for this all day. Here we go. And the second he's about to pick up the sandwich, the communicators yeah, go they, off. The communicators bail him out from having to actually try to mime eating that thing. Right. Because <laughs> he opens his mouth in anticipation, and, like, you can see the, like, there's going to be a problem here. Yeah. Yeah, but like when it happens, the other rangers like they 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 get up, they spring into action, and Rocky's just like, oh. <laughs> he shakes his yeah, head. He's like, <laughs> he does not want to leave that sandwich. No, who would? He should at least run in and be like, Ernie, can you just like hold this? I need to go do something. Actually, I, I would love it if he just like put it down and came with them, but then came back into frame and just took a big yes. bite out of it. That like, oh, that would have been the whole so sandwich good. up. <laughs> But yeah, so they get the message from Zordon, and then they go ninja power, and they go teleport to help Aisha. And uh, basically, so they 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 I, show up in a puff of I smoke and this. an explosion. Rito, Rito just kind of gives them a little wave. It's like, hey guys, uh, you know you're you're outnumbering me now. Like ganging up on me is kind of unfair. Like that seems. Didn't you guys have like a like, rule about escalation or something? Yeah, <laughs> that's that seems like a problem. And then uh, we cut to the moon and. Zed's just like, oh god, reading your brother's so fucking stupid. He's so fucking. I I hate him, 
and between this and the cat, I'm kind of sick of your shit. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> he straight up says, this had better be a good plan because it looks pretty dumb to me right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm you know kind of not, not seeing wrong. what you're going for. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Goldar's like, my evil one, send in the tango. He's like, of course I'm going to fucking do that, you asshole. It's the one thing we do consistently. Like... Yeah, Zed even says that. He's like, of course I'm going to say... Goldar, Goldar, look at me. Look at me in my glowy red eyes, all right? All right, all right, all right. All right. Monster to Emperor, all right, look at me, look at me. What did you think I was going to do? Like, Goldar's the only one who's still trying to play this like they're, like they're fucking crazy, evil masterminds. Right. Like, he's like he's still the only one to be like, my lees, send in your warriors! It's just, just like, fuck you, buddy, of course. You're done. <laughs> this for years now, come on, yeah. man. Like, cool your jets, dude. And, we don't need I, to be dramatic about this. Yeah. This is just our day job. <laughs> and so, we cut back to the fight in front of the animal shelter. And Rito is talking about, like, hey, so, you know, this this does really seem unfair that you're ganging up on me. And then the Tango Warriors appear, and he's like, oh, whoa, okay. I was wondering what was taking you guys so long. <laughs> and then the Rangers. <laughs> like, a, a, a bad guy's <laughs> never reacted to the mook showing up behind them, and he did, and it's just so good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, But the Rangers, though. Yeah, it cuts to the Rangers who do, like, a fucking sh- cheerleading routine of some sort with the girls standing on top of uh, Billy, Rocky, and Adam's shoulders, and then Tommy jumps through the fucking middle of them. Yeah. Yeah, like he's jumping through a hoop, and like, <laughs> this does nothing. It's just to show that he can do a cool jump. Well, yeah, that's important. What I wish happened was like, was that Rita was like, oh yeah, I'll well, check out this, and then the Tenga do one, and then it kind of like keep escalating. Then but I also good. like what actually happened, which is Rita completely like he no sells yeah. it. He's just like, oh, well, that's real yeah, fancy. He's like, okay, if you guys are done with the show, let's have a fight here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we, we do. This, this so, is so good. I love this episode. God, it's really good. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of um Rocky, Rocky gets another moment here in this fight. Oh yeah. I love the ninja suits, by the way, and the powers they have. Yeah, he he fucking Ninja vanishes. He ninja vanishes into a tree, and then we get a fucking like vaudeville routine where like the tanks are trying to figure out where he he went, and like he keeps like popping out from behind the tree and hitting them. And then eventually, okay, he's like popping out from behind, but he's popping out from within the tree. Yeah, he he, he, like went into the tree and like with his ninja magic, and he's just like, yeah, it's it's really good. And I also like that apparently. Um, they wanted to do shurikens, but they couldn't do shurikens because they're too violent. So right. Adam throws like laser shurikens. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this rotoscoped black energy. <laughs> yeah, he puts his hands together like he's charging a hotakin, yeah. and then just fucking flings like energy ninja stars well, at them, and it's really great. What it reminded what me I of is because in Kakarage we do it all the time, where like the nin- the the ninja guy just has like a stack of shurikens, and he like tosses them out. At, like, rapid fire, and that's what it reminded me of. But yeah, totally. Yeah, that's probably what they were going for. But, like, <laughs> uh, when Rocky finally jumps out of the tree, like, he dro- he drops the illusion. He, like, he's so smarmy when he drops this dumb fucking one-liner. He's like, you better watch out for those trees, <laughs> especially when they branch out. It's so bad, but so good! <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Rocky now! Also, we <laughs> get a, um, we get a, just a shot where it just cuts to the cat watching all of this for a second, and until you right. know the twist, that's 
fucking ridiculous. And then the cat animorphs into cat. Yeah. <laughs> the cat animorphs into into the actress. It's like uh, imagine Michael Jackson's black or white video filtered through yeah. dog shit, and you're basically I mean, gonna have the I effect here. I assume we are using a gif of that as the album art for this episode. Please, please, can we? God, no, I, I no, because it's got to be a still picture. But I want it to oh, be it like the midway point. Not. No, it doesn't. No, 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 because I I want it to be a still picture because I want it to be the midway oh, point want- of the transformation. <laughs> Yes. Okay, yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, no, all right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, but basically, it's just to reveal, like, oh, she's secretly a person, and also she's evil. Like, this actress actress gets, like, an eye glow effect, like, to just make sure we oh, know they, she's and evil And she really so doesn't times. need it, because she's got that smirk on point. <laughs> they continuously yeah. showed this little eye sparkle, and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, stop it. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Yeah, but they, like they they do a lot with with this lady and like the way she's framed and the way she like poses. Mm-hmm. Like they're really trying to like they they do a lot with trying to show her like, hey, she's secretly an evil cat lady and also kind of a femme fatale and also a seductress question mark. Like uh, we'll, it's, we'll, we'll talk it's about more weird. of a cat later because we, we don't really get to her scenes quite yet. But like for, for starters, I mean, I mean for now, not for starters, for now. Um, the the fight's over and well, Guido's so, like, oh, so we're the gonna right, the fight isn't so the fight is winding down basically like yeah. everyone regroups and I think it's Rocky is just like hey give up you you can't win and Rito starts to retort like give no, up no hold up before before that before that we have to have the part where Aisha disappears into the ground like that fucking Mortal Kombat teleport move yeah and Rito looks- just goes oh I hate when she does that <laughs> like, Rito yeah. has no answer to that and he knows he has no answer to that. Well, it especially looks like a Mortal Kombat movie because it's shot like they're on either side of a screen and she just like phases in the ground. I'm like, that's Mortal Kombat. Like, what? What? <laughs> and we never see her come back out. She's just like, peace. Yeah, she's, she's gone, gone now. She's just sat in the show anymore. Uh, me, me and Mike watch this with Cassie and she's like, could you imagine if Aisha just wasn't in the episode after that point? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she accidentally phased through the entire planet, came out the other side. But she's in Australia somewhere. Yeah, she's hanging out well, with that cats. Would be dramatic. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> it's just, it's just a yeah, cultural um... exchange at this point. Yeah, Rita's like, I'm, why would I give up? Me and the Tangas are gonna, and he doesn't get to finish that sentence because the Tangas get teleported back to the moon and. He's just right. like, oh, well, uh, wait, what? Oh, wait, beans. Well, yeah, and then Adam's like, hey, so it looks like your troops are gone, dipshit. What are you going <laughs> to do now? And Rita's like, um, I'm going to run away. And he runs face first into a tree and falls down. <laughs> and, like, and, like, Tommy's like, like, oh, yeah, great warrior, Rita. And then also laughing at him, like, look at that clown. I'm like, the, the bad guys is a joke to them now. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. Like, <laughs> they're, they're pointing and laughing at Rito like he's in high school and he just got wedgied. Remember like, in it's- season one when Kimberly had, like, an emotional breakdown because she realized that no matter what she tried to do, Rita was going to torment her? <laughs> That's completely gone. <laughs> Yeah, like, beating up these monsters is just sort of a casual part of their day now. Yeah. It's a mild inconvenience. Uh, Or were they transformed to deal with putty patrollers? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They really leveled up. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they leveled up as much as, like, everyone else leveled down. No, I think they've leveled up. I I think this is the thing. I think... 
that's what it is. The Rangers have been grinding. They're at cap. Right. And, like, but everyone else, like, the monsters are still geared for them to be, like, what, level 40 or something? Right. And they're just, they're just clowning on everybody. Uh, but so we cut back into the, um, cut back into the animal shelter, and Dr. Wheeler, like, talks to Cat. is like, oh, hey, how did you get in here? Um, can I help you? And she's like, oh, uh, uh, I'm not even going to try and do her accent. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, you got a try. No, no. I, I, Australian. I, I, I actually didn't really hear her accent that Good much. Good when, 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 when the doctor points out her accent, I was like, it's not that strong, actually, but yeah. yeah it's not I mean, strong it's noticeable. an Australian accent at all. Luke? Yeah? We're going to have Julie listen to this episode, yeah, we by the will. way. She won't be very happy about this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, she's like, hey, I want to adopt a puppy. And she's like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm going to to the epic. Actually, Eric, could you actually put this God. conversation in the episode too, just so people can hear what Cat sounds like and make their own decisions on what her accent's like, instead of Luke yeah. being an idiot? <laughs> can I help you? Yes, I wanted to talk to someone about an animal. Oh, you lost your pet? No, I'd like to adopt one. A puppy. Of course. You're new in the country, I take it. What makes you say that? Their accent, it's wonderful. Australian? Yes, I'm new here. I thought an animal would help me feel less lonely being away from my friends and all. It's this way, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. Oh, I don't think you need to. I'm doing pretty much a dead <laughs> old impression if I see to myself. What's wrong with you? you? You've completely bounced off of Australian to, like, I think you're doing a Ringo Starr impression now? You can't now? say he bounced off Australian when he was never anywhere close to Australian. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> a bird? Are you Canadian now? <laughs> yeah, I'm still Australian. Listen, it's all the Commonwealth, right? Oh, my God. Okay, so. <laughs> Pip-Pip, cheerio! Oh. Just like the Australians always say. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you say please sir can I have some more for me please sir can I have some more <laughs> Australia <laughs> you know, this podcast is really dumb I just, so, you know people from so. a country just say the country every now and then like oh you know, every now and then in a, in a conversation, I'm just like, Canada, you know, like, it's just how it is. So, I right. mean, as an American, that doesn't actually sound as unlikely as it should. Yeah, well. America! But, my, uh, my dad, okay, <laughs> so. It, it doesn't happen much these days, but he, uh, when he meets somebody who's from another country, he does oh, their no. accent at them. Oh, no! And he tries to convince them uh, that he's from their country also. No, no, no! Oh, oh Luke, no. dad! Uh, <laughs> oh. Alright, so, the, the reason we bring that up is... And they have is... to be polite because they're a cashier or something. Right! So like, oh, really? You're from, you're from Australia? And, uh... Like he takes that to mean that he has a really good Australian accent. Oh. <sighs> being, okay. being a cashier now, I would hate your dad so much. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, so the the reason we got into that is because uh, Doctor Wheeler 
<laughs> notices Kat's accent and asks her, like, hey, are you new to this country? And she's like, like, she starts to think that, like, the jig is up, that, like, right. maybe the doctor's figured out she's secretly a cat. Right. And she's like, what makes you what makes you say that? And it's like, well, because you sound, you sound Australian. Like, yeah, like super not, Australian. I don't know why she gets so worried. <laughs> I mean, listen, if I was secretly an evil cat, I'd be a little worried about people finding because out, too. As- as we all know, all Australians are cats. Guys, I'm coming down from my very funny comedy bit, and I'm, you got to protect me. Julie's going to murder me. Yeah, I mean knows. it's going to be a justifiable homicide, so I don't really want to get involved. <laughs> we're, we're just kind of kind of watch that happen. And uh, <laughs> also, Emily, I only know two Australians very well, and at least fifty percent of that is true. <laughs> That's right. That. You know, t- Tyler is a cat, um, but I, and I know Julie is not. Okay, no. <laughs> uh, accurate. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Anyway, um, that, that we cut back yeah, out that scene to doesn't the... really go anywhere. But um, Rocky, yeah, we cut back out to the. <laughs> go ahead. Rocky uh, says, "Man, that fight made me even hungrier." He's like rubbing yeah, I his hope stomach. My sandwich is yeah. okay. His thoughts this entire time have been on a sandwich, and then like, there's a pause. And it's like he and Adam realize something could have happened to that sandwich, and they go running <laughs> off. <laughs> we have to save that sandwich. This is a plot that Bulk and Skull would have normally. Okay, but I feel like Adam Moore was like, because uh, Rock says, "I hope my sandwich is still there," and, and Adam goes, "You'd better hurry." And then he kind of like, like oh, pushes yeah, off right. Rocky. Adam's and runs gonna go off. steal his sandwich. Try- yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> Spoken contract, like if one of them gets to the other's food first, it's theirs now. Also, it, it really, like, it really does feel like a sh- like shit friends do though. Really right? Like oh well, yeah. The capper, the capper yeah. to this, and what really made this bit for me was after a beat, like Billy watches them run off, and then he's just like, "Okay, I gotta go see this," and runs off too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, now Tommy, Kimberly, and Aisha are there, and Aisha's like, "Hey." I almost forgot. It's about time for the shelter to close. That means the cat is ours! The shelter is apparently only open for 20 minutes in the day. Right, well, And they put their single dog away. They have a lot of funding. (laughs) Yeah, so Dr. Wheeler, we we cut back inside, and she's putting away the single dog that she showed Cat uh, as a potential puppy to adopt. And then uh, Dr. Wheeler turns around to see Aisha and the crew coming in, and then Cat just kind of slips away and disappears. And uh, Dr. Blue's like, wait a minute, where did this other person I was helping go? Oh, hey, this cat showed okay, up. Emily, How'd she get out of her cage? Emily, you said the other cages are empty, but I'm seeing a lot of kittens in here. There's a lot of background kittens in this scene. Really? I don't see any. Yeah, I'm seeing them. Okay. I'm... There's actually Oh, there's actually also another veterinarian in the background. Yep. I didn't notice that before, too. There's They actually are setting the scene, kind of, sort of. I don't see any... Are you guys fucking with me? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm kind of no. confused why you're not seeing any of this. No, those are pictures of cats. They're not actual cats. No, there's like in, in, in the cages. In some of the shots, you can see inside these, some of the other cages. Oh, I yeah. Mean, not okay. in the shot where she's I, putting I, the dog I, away, but in quick. the other shots. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so they, they give Aisha the cat. Um, the cat doesn't like Kimberly. They make that Which clear. Which is weird because it did before... But I guess she's, I guess she's like, back off, bitch, I'm the pink ranger now. Yeah. <laughs> and then Aisha, I hate this. Aisha decides to name the cat PC. Oh, it's so bad. Short for park cat, because mm-hmm. it's a cat they found in the park. These SJWs. 
Name their would... cat after. What? Like, like who the f- no human being would name a cat like that? Like, why don't we just call it Snowy? Like, I don't understand. I had a rabbit growing up named Black Ears, and that was a name that my sister gave her when she was seven. Yeah. And that is still well, a keep in more mind, creative name than PC. The Rangers are five. <laughs> right, yeah, I that's, guess. that's true. They're five-year-olds in the bodies of 20-year-olds pretending to be teenagers. <laughs> hold on. You're not wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is the entirety of Angel Grove a Freaky Friday situation? Oh, shit. Of course. That would explain a lot. Like, I'm well, not going to lie. Like, I need you to flesh out this theory more. Like, I, I no. like where your head's at, but I need I need some more I need some more to no. build on. No, I, I don't I don't have the energy okay. at this well. point. <laughs> so boys like this. I will say we okay, like wouldn't it imply that like the little kids are teenagers and the little kids have not acted like teenagers, so I don't think that's true. Listen, don't don't poke holes in my one off joke what I told place. <laughs> Big. You got you got a yes and in in the comedy biz. No, we we explicitly and, do not yes oh, and oh, on this show. Michael, we are absolutely not in the comedy biz right now. <laughs> uh, okay, you know let's let's take a break because I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> We've been really rambling this episode, and I apologize, listeners. I hope it's entertaining. No, I do no. not. You Just... should know by now what you're in for, especially if Zach doesn't isn't voicing the beginning of an episode. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll be right back. Ryan. Hi, I'm Kendall Hallman. You may remember me from such podcasts as Let's Place, Let's Place, and that episode of Teenagers with Attitude that Matt didn't like. Did you also know that I'm on a podcast called War and Beast? I'll let our host Greg describe the show. Welcome to War and Beast, the podcast that doesn't spoil the entire series in its commentary track. Sometimes just wonders what the hell the animators were thinking when they were making character designs. <laughs> it's the podcast that when it's not in whiny emo teen mode, it's in survivor guilt mode. Okay, maybe Greg needs to work on his elevator pitch. Along with our friends Emily and Jordan, we've deconstructed every episode of the classic 1990s Transformers cartoon Beast Wars and are working on the sequel series Beast Machines. Catch us every Monday on AudioEntropy.com, iTunes, or the podcatcher of your choice. Listener, welcome back. Kick back. We're gonna. We're all calmed down now. We've all. I've got yeah. it out of what, our systems. What's, what's happening? We're all just gonna. We're all just gonna Ugh. take the rest of this episode nice and easy, and we're just gonna. We're just gonna get through the rest of this episode of Power Rangers. Does this, that sound this sounds good? like this sounds like the voice somebody adopts the moment before they snap entirely and do something horrific. That I sounds have, I... about right. Now, <laughs> we cut. I was going to say, I think it's kind of soothing, but then Mike said that, and I'm a little scared. <laughs> we cut to Aisha's house, and we see Cat, the cat, Cat the cat. We see PC. 
CPC um, so sitting bad. on a couch, and Aisha's on another couch. And right, Kimberly as you walks do, in. like you have your cat's couch, and then you have your couch. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as is appropriate, the cat's couch is Much actually bigger. a full couch, but yours is just a love seat. That's how that works. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Kimberly walks into the room and is real excited about going to the movies with Tommy tonight. Um, she also observes proper etiquette and does not sit on the cat couch, but rather a cushion. Yeah, and the cat runs out the bedroom door and then just straight up out the house door. Like, just, just Kimberly, like, doesn't know how to close doors behind her, apparently. No. <laughs> she lives in the well, fucking not, barn. She's not used to having a cat in the house. But I also like that Kimberly mentions that she's been neglecting Tommy because she's been doing gymnastics. But Tommy seems like an asshole anyways. Don't worry about it, girl. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get to Tommy. We'll fucking get to Tommy. Oh, he's, yeah, wow, so, actually. Uh, I forgot about Aisha that. Aisha realizes that the cat has probably run out the door. And Kimberly and Aisha, like, run outside to go looking for her. So and this is a very interesting creative decision they go with. Go cat, for it. So the cat runs behind the bushes, which I immediately assumed was okay. They can't. They don't have the tech to do another like body morphing scene, so they're gonna just do an off-screen thing. But no, they superimpose a like silhouette of a cat like stretching and like <laughs> morphing into a humanoid shape in front of the bush. And then we cut to a shampoo commercial. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So we see Cat's actress. And we're gonna have to learn her name because she's part of the show now. Yeah. Uh, we. She does. Yeah. She does straight up the shampoo commercial hair flip, and it's it's in slow motion, and she's yeah. backlit, and it's like it's and then it's she weird. Gives, she gives you this expression like she's trying to seduce you, and I'm like, I like yeah. And then they have an evil. I mean, it's kind of working. And then they have an evil red sparkle appear in her <laughs> eye. And it's, <laughs> Okay, okay, guys, guys. So get, so get this. Um, the the character of Cat, her name is Catherine with a K, Hillard. Right. She's played by an actress named Catherine with a C, Sutherland. Great. Oh boy. Wow. Like, yeah, like, 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 she does the hair flip thing, and she gives you that look, and I'm like, whoa, hey, I'm getting a little hot in the car. And then, and then, and and I just burst out laughing. <laughs> it is a totally really weird it. choice on the part of the people yeah. making the show to do it this way. Maybe they put it there because it was too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say, I'm going to say here, okay, when I was a kid, I hated Kat. I did not like her. I, I eventually learned to tolerate her, but she replaced Kimberly, who was my favorite character on the show. Sure. I, I love Kimberly so much. Right now, I fucking love Kat. Yeah. <laughs> Kat is the best. She and, and, like, I think it might be the same kind of thing where, like, evil Tommy is, like, amazing. I, and evil Kat's sure. amazing. But I remember Kat gets pretty bland after this. But right now, she's this extra... Amazing femme fatale, and I, right. I'm in love with her. I think she's I, the best thing. Like, she's, I feel I like love her. I feel like it's all happened enough now that we can kind of make it an informal rule that when Power Rangers actors are allowed to be less than goody goody, they get yeah. immediately more interesting. Yeah, like yeah, when they get when they get evil or they just kind of get mind controlled in general, like yeah. they just they just get to be more fun. It, it's really. yeah, mind controls more fun. Well, they get to like. <laughs> ham it up more when they're bad guys. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. The show is very much a cartoon and the Rangers are often relegated to the like the straight man in a routine. And like yeah. letting them get to stretch 
into more cartoony, goofy stuff is always fun. Yeah, she's she's fantastic here, and I'm kind of like, I hope that she stays fantastic, even if she turns good. But I remember her being very much a Tommy case, where she becomes bland and uninteresting once she becomes I, like a good guy. I, I, I can believe that, unfortunately. I, and I I'll, really I'll have, have a, I'll have a much longer rant on that concept uh, in like five years when we get to in space. <laughs> All right, but so. The th- the thing with Ken and like we keep talking about how like the we like she's doing a femme fatale thing. It's it's not like she's hypersexualized or anything, but it's it feels weird because the vast majority of the time this is a show for five year olds and it feels right. like one. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 weird because like it's like we have Blues Clues for the most part, and then all of a sudden a character from Saved by the Bell shows up. <laughs> like 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 her her outfit is like she's wearing a pink t shirt with a little white vest and like full jeans. Like yeah, she's not sexualized, but she's acting sexy and powerful and cool, and I love her. <laughs> yeah, it's it's relative to everything else, and that's what makes it weird. Right, so Kimberly and Aisha are looking for their cat, and they start, you know, saying, Here, kitty, 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 and um, the camera's focused on Cat, who's kind of like, yeah, that's right, I'm kitty. <laughs> God. And then, so- and then the best thing that the show can do happens. Rita Repulsa teleports down to Earth, standing on a dumpster. It's really good. Yeah, and not a space dumpster. We're talking an actual garbage dumpster, folks. And- and then she gives her like the secret info that I that I presume she infiltrated them for, and it's like, wait, you guys can just like look down at them at any time. Why do you need her yeah, to do they this? Don't need a, <laughs> they don't need a man on the inside here, like at all. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, sh- I, presumably, Cat can like trick them into going places in the future because she'll she'll eventually right. become like their friend uh, yeah, by the end of this yeah, two parter. Yeah. But like. They don't, yeah, they don't need a spy, really. Especially not a spy in the guise of an animal. Like, right. Yeah. That's so many levels, like, removed from useful. Yeah, but what is useful about her is what's going to happen uh, here shortly. So, Kimberly and Aisha run off to look for the cat, uh, and then Rita comes down, and she's like, Haha, it's time for the next phase of my plan. But uh, in order to pull this off, you're going to need a hot ride. Okay, and now, then to she... be clear, she says you're going to need wheels for this, which is an insane thing for a space witch to say. Yeah. Yeah. But she she raises her staff and cackles and there's lightning. And this dumpster transforms into a car a with a vanity license plate that says perfect. Yeah, oh, boy. It, it, also, it's... like, also Rita is, was standing on the dumpster when it happened, so she, like, drops into the driver's seat. It's really <laughs> I love good. And I'm gonna she... be honest, Rita Repulsa sitting in the driver's seat of a sports car is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It, yeah. I, want to, I want her to have sunglasses on and then just start, like, rolling down the street with, oh, like, my God. heavy just, rap yeah. music playing. Just, like, just give me Thelma and Louise <laughs> with Rita Repulsa and Cat. <laughs> God, I want that so... I want to see a road trip movie about Rita Repulsa! Yeah, God, that'd be pretty Fuck. good. Yeah. Like, she's finally had enough of Zed's shit, and so she's just gonna go off and, like, make it for herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. good. And then, and then they allude to the fact that this is very similar to Cinderella, with, with, with Rita being, like, the fairy godmother, s- saying, Alright, Cinderella, don't be late for the ball, and Cat gets in the car with her. Man, okay, how much better would this be if Cat wasn't a cat if she was a pumpkin? 
she'd have to start rapping, and I don't want that. All right, yeah. It's true. So I do want to say, though, real quick, because we'll probably forget it by the time it happens, uh, but uh, for those who have not watched the second half of this, right. this car gets lost in another dimension and is oh. never recovered. Okay. So what that effectively means is that someone's dumpster just got stolen. Right. <laughs> The things are expensive. Somebody's going to have to explain to, to, like, the trash company where the dumpster went. <laughs> yeah, Man, like, this, wasn't, this that, like, wasn't your, like, city-issued, you know, home right. bin. Like, this is a fucking industrial-sized dumpster, like. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys see that recently dumpster is no longer, like, a trademarked word? Yeah, it's become completely genericized. Yeah, like, you're yep. not, like, it, all the style guides updated to, like, tell you not to capitalize it when you use it in a sentence. Wait, uh-huh. I never knew it was like a proper like yeah brand. Yeah, no, it was uh-huh. like a, it was like a Kleenex or a Band-Aid yeah, situation. Exactly. Huh. Okay. Well, in any case, someone's dumpster got stolen. Yeah, and yep. and, and we I want to say this: we cut to uh, the gym and juice bar, and and Tommy's apparently been drinking a lot. And there's like, because there's like six gl- empty glasses in front of him. Yeah, well, you yeah. see, Kimberly's like, late and he got nervous, so he just kept ordering milkshakes. Right. Yeah, but here's the thing he's going to, if they go to the movies, he's going to be in the middle of the movie theater and be like, fuck, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee, yep. I got to pee. Oh, yeah, no, he's going to miss, he's going to miss a good chunk of that movie. Actually, with what happens, actually, he's like in an alternate dimension within a car, being like, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah let's, keep, let's keep that in mind for the duration of this, like, subplot. Right, like, that he really needs to pee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, basically, so Tommy's been waiting for Kimberly, and he's like, hey, Ernie, have you heard from Kimberly? And Ernie's like, oh, yeah, she actually called and said she was running late. I didn't Ernie, tell why you why didn't you tell him? Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for you to ask oh, before I oh, said anything. I'll tell you why he didn't, because he's not their fucking answering service. <laughs> he's their friend, Luke. <laughs> like you well, do nice I mean, things for people when you're friends. The answer is the longer he, like, the longer Tommy doesn't know, the more milkshakes he orders. I mean, yeah, also that the more free milkshakes he orders. <laughs> now we don't know if these were free. He, Ernie's probably keeping a tab. Oh God! If he's actually like that's his racket. Is he? Yeah, like, he keeps Ernie's, a tab and doesn't tell people that that's what's happening. And then like Ernie's last scene on this franchise should be him delivering a bill to Tommy. What if what he does is he says, what if, because they are kids, what if he sends a bill to the parents and they're like, why the fuck did you have 300 milkshakes? <laughs> I thought they were free, mom. That's how the mom gets you. That's how Ernie's Mafia plays. <laughs> God. Anyway, speaking of, uh, speaking of fucking racketeering. So- speaking of milkshakes and bringing all the boys to the yard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yep. I had to say that. <laughs> no, you did. You had to. Uh, Cat walks in and is like, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, I'm sparkle, having some- sparkle, sparkle. Yeah, sparkle, sparkle. Uh, I'm having some car trouble outside and I'm just a woman and can I get a boy to come look at my car? And Tommy is like, um, have you tried calling a mechanic? <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, this so boy. This, everything that happens, this shit's on Tommy. Because, like, he, he, has, he has no spine whatsoever <laughs> well yeah like this this lady's like but i th- i was wondering if you could do it though what, and he's what like, about the five guys you passed <sighs> on your way to me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this, it's like so okay here's, yeah here's a I question guess I could. does tommy know anything about cars uh, n- not like established 
Apparently, supposedly he, he fixes it. Yeah, and I guess it was broken. Well, I don't know if she broke it on the well, way. Well, here's the because, thing. Like, this is a TV show in the early 90s, and he's a guy. So, yes, he knows about cars. Yeah, and so they they have the longest handshake in existence as they walk they away. They literally <laughs> walk while shaking hands. It's bizarre. They well, walk it, away from what it, is established as the door out of the juice bar. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're right. It's, it's, it's because Kat's trying to hit on him, and, like, skin contact is is, like... You know, like, it's one-on-one in trying to, like, get someone to like you. Yeah. What I love is just this little bit of stage business. So Tommy's like, hey, Ernie, uh, if Kimberly gets back before I do, just tell her um, I'll be I'll be right back. And Ernie's like, yeah. And we see Ernie drop off this couple of milkshakes at this table with this customer. And, like, this customer's just an extra. He doesn't get to say anything. But, like, we see him see the milkshakes put at the table, get a huge smile, and just nod knowingly at Ernie. Like, yeah. <laughs> he got milkshake milkshakes. time, baby. Can you imagine if he gets to, if the extra gets to drink those? And it's like, guys, I got paid, like, 50 bucks to show up on a set and get milkshakes. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't real milkshakes. They just, they just fill cups with whipped cream, though. It's the thing. Aww. Is that cheaper? Making milkshakes for this shit? <laughs> uh... So we see outside, and we cut to just Tommy with, like, a handkerchief and a screwdriver in his hands. And, I like, mean, that's all you need to fix a car, man. Yeah, well, he's like, like, I guess Tommy doesn't know how to fake fixing a uh, Rather, Jason David Frank doesn't know how to fake that he just fixed a car, because he starts taking the rag and, like, wiping off the screwdriver like it's a dipstick. Yeah. And I mean, he's just like, yeah, well, that's, that should do it. You, do. you that's... just start jamming in stuff until it works. Maybe have I told yeah. the story about when I fixed my Super Nintendo on this show? That's uh, not ringing oh, a bell. Oh. oh, when I was four years old, I got up before either of my parents, and I decided I needed to fix my Super Nintendo. And uh, was it broken? Well, so I put the the Thomas the Tank Engine cartridge into it, and it didn't load right. And I was like blowing into it; it still wasn't loading right. It probably just it was yeah, it had dust in it. But I said, "Well, time to fix this bad boy." My dad had left some tools on the kitchen table the night before, and I just grabbed the screwdriver and sort of pushed down the the flap on the cartridge slot. Oh, Luke. Just started stabbing the screwdriver in there. (laughs) Um, I was mashing down all the pins, um, because I figured, I I don't know, I'm fixing things, I'm four, I don't know. (laughs) I I do that about uh, to maybe a quarter of them, and then I put the Thomas... I get bored of doing that, and I put the Thomas the Tank Engine cartridge in, and somehow it still boots up. I'm sure it would have crashed eventually. Uh, But then, four-year-old me had a thought. Well, if crushing a quarter of the pins makes it run like normal, then crushing all of them must make it run great, right? Uh, <laughs> you've you've and, told me this story before. Yeah, I can, I I think was, I've told it on at least one other pod. It, I thought I told I it here, but I don't know for sure. I the logic, I guess. Maybe right, you told, yeah, yeah. You know, you could have told me a story about his podcasting, because we do hang out outside podcasts. Well, no, I know, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that's the story of how I broke the Super Nintendo and didn't get a new one until like, the last year they were for sale. You know that wow. I I can't say that that was the wrong punishment. Like No, no, no. It wasn't even punishment cuz like yeah, well, it, I mean it's more, yeah, it's there that was an expensive thing. Yeah, it's more yeah. that was expensive and you don't just get a new one the next day. I I, I mean like Luke was four. It's right. Like, I don't think yeah, consequences yeah, like, the, the the word I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. But uh the uh the one we eventually the replacement one came with a pack in of Yoshi's Island, so it all worked oh. out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking score. I love that game. Nice. 
so I do want to say one other thing about this, how bad this, like, fake just-fixed-a-car stage business is in the show, is they don't even, like, take the time to show Tommy putting the hood back down. They just zoom out, and he's just standing in front of the car going, well, that should do it. I, I, I do gotta say this fooled me as someone I mean, who nothing the, about the cars. White, the screen wipe <laughs> is him putting the hood down. It's a pretty it? good wipe. Yeah, it cuts yeah. to an open hood, and the hood comes down, and they're standing there. Yeah, I oh, thought that was the case, too. I must too. have missed that. Uh, but in any case, so Tommy's like, well, that should do it. He's like, man, I'd love to drive one of these cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's and, very clearly a Mustang. We get a good shot of the fucking, like, logo on yeah. the hood, but apparently they didn't get the rights to say it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I, and, I said because it's just a sports car with, that's a convertible, like, that's, Yeah. Yeah. But then Cat's just like, hey, do you want to take it for a spin just around the neighborhood real quick? And we cut to Jason Frank's face, and he's just doing the he's, – he's doing, like, this real, like, oh, God, I'm just agonizing over this decision. Like, mmm, oh, mmm, mm, <laughs> And I just want to mm. say, like, he he goes with her, and, like, him going to fix her car is, like, That's okay, reasonable. Yeah, that's You're reasonable. helping. But, like, now he's going to go drive with her when he's waiting for his girlfriend. Tommy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, there was, yeah how did you think yeah. this was going to play out, my dude? Yeah, like, this, this, that is the point where it transitions from, like, he's a guy who's maybe too nice for his own good to just he's a shitty boyfriend. Yeah, because he's, because he goes, and then he, unless the block is, like, fucking massive, they don't just drive around the block. He's, like, on a completely different road when we see him now. Well, he's, yeah. like. We smash cut to the back vanity plate that says perfect, and what I love about being able to watch uh, SD television on HD monitors now uh-huh. is getting to see stuff like this, and it's the fact that you can clearly see that the vanity quote-unquote license plate is a sheet of paper taped to the actual license plate, and you can see bits of the actual license plate. Oh my god, are you right. serious? I oh yeah, it, it looks ridiculous. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> also, like, you, you said... you. Here's the thing about the size of this block. We there are exactly four known locations in Angel Grove at this point. The park, the juice bar, the school, okay, five. The school, the uh Aisha's house, and, and the animal shelter. The animal shelter. Cuz they drive by the animal shelters. So happens. like it's, so like it's yeah, we... a block could be massive because you have to circumnavigate part of the park. Right, the Infinite Park. That's yeah. True. Well, I guess it's, that's... it's great cuz like Tommy agonizes, and then we smash cut to the license plate, and then the car drives forward and turns and drives out of frame, and then we smash cut again to this country fucking road. Yeah, there's mountains Tommy, in the background, or hills, I yeah, guess. Yeah, there's mountains but... in the background, and then Tommy turns the corner, and like, this is actually kind of a nice transition. Tommy, again, drives off screen, and then from below screen, uh... Bulk Skull and Lieutenant Stone like pop up into frame. <laughs> so they were all just like crouching on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know what, do you think this is just police procedure in like, is this just the standard thing in well, in Angel Grove with their police force is like, just just go, go around on all fours until it's time for you to do something? There was a lot of crawling on the ground in Bulk and Skull's police training. Yeah. That's true. If you want to be a cop, then you gotta get in shape. Yeah, and crawl around on the ground like a worm. Yeah. Well, maybe they were looking at something on the side of the road, being like, "Yep, this is evidence." (laughs) (laughs) Look! Look at this! Look at this dog do. We must be near the animal shelter. (laughs) Um, So anyway, this just gets weirder because they all do this weird shuffle walk. 
over to like yeah, a bush. Yeah, like Lieutenant Stone too. It's not like just it's not just Bulk and Skull being weirdos like they always are. Lieutenant right. Stone is totally in it. <laughs> also, yeah, like the, this, like the, these are just they're fucking Keystone cops. Oh yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, it's. You know, we've ma- we've made references to like police academy and stuff before. Yeah. But like that's basically what's going on here. These are just I mean it makes sense cuz it's Power Rangers, but like yeah, these are just cartoon police officers. And speaking of which, we get like when Bulk and Skull try to show them there's a monster around and fail and Lieutenant Stone gets mad at them, like we get extreme close-ups of everybody. Do you think like, Lieutenant Stone is the one person in Angel Grove who doesn't who hasn't seen monsters so he doesn't believe in them? He has it to be. Must be because like, there's no other way this actually, makes sense. I actually love that as a character trait. He's somehow just right. always missed like the almost daily monster attacks. Yeah. Once the, and sometimes there's he wasn't. The he hasn't buildings. watched the news. Like, like give fucking... me a boom comics. Give me a uh, yes. issue that's just a day in the life of Lieutenant Stone, and it just shows what he's doing every day when the monster attacks happen. Yeah. He's, like, getting his house renovated so he doesn't notice that the ground is shaking because of a, a stomping giant robot. Yeah. It's weird that he gets his house renovated, like, every Tuesday. Every day, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, so he... he, he Basically, Bulk's like, you gotta believe us, Chief. There was a monster there. And Skull's like, yeah, I'll back him up on that. And Lieutenant Stone goes, well, the only thing you're gonna be backing up is police cars. To wash them. Because he's an asshole, and he just loves making them suffer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And so we cut to Tommy on yet another abandoned country road in the <laughs> middle of nowhere on this quick trip around the block. And basically, Rita's like, okay, Zeddy Poo, time to do your thing. <laughs> Can I just say that I, I really like that he shoots lightning down and misses the first shot. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed good. that this time, and I'm like... Wait, what? Why did he yeah. shoot the ground? It's like, He's whoops. <laughs> and again, adding to adding to last episode's invisibility to just the list of things that Zed could do at any time, and I don't know why he doesn't more. He's just like, okay, time to send this car to another dimension. And yeah. then he and, does. And, and Tommy's reaction to this is a sort of muted, like, whoa, this is weird. I can't control the car. I mean, how many pocket <laughs> dimensions has he gone into at this point? I guess. True. Scope the car, Tommy, what's happening? I don't know. This Hold car's on. flying through a kaleidoscope. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. And then and then and then Kat just goes all over his shoulder. Being like, I'm really yeah, scared. Yeah, she, she says, Oh Tommy, I'm I'm so scared. Hold me, you big, strong, greasy man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's gonna be okay. He's like, fuck, I need to pee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please don't squeeze me. Just just trust me on this. You don't want to squeeze me right now. Yeah, Tommy's a piece of shit for fucking going on this stupid drive with this girl and being an asshole, and I am so mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we cut to the moon, and Zed's like, okay, well, Tommy's out of the way. Rito, I need you to go down there and just kind of wreak havoc. Just do it. Yeah, and we, then we've established at this point that their new Megazord is worthless without Tommy, so. Yeah. Yeah, so Rito goes down. Also, and... I just want to point out because I noticed this in this scene and it drove me nuts. Um, there's something fucked up with the camera lens for when they recorded this. Um, because this entire scene has this weird, like, it looks like almost a water stain or something on the bottom. Really? I didn't. Yeah, so, like, there's, yeah, 
it's definitely which scene is this you're talking about on the moon huh like there's a couple little black smudges on the bottom and it's like through the entire scene and then when it cuts away it's gone mm. huh weird so it could it could have been the lens or i guess it could have been the like film cells right huh. but whatever it, yeah i don't i'm having a hard time seeing it Huh. I do want to say too that I noticed that when Zed like turns his head to like go make Rito grow, you uh-huh. can see his chin moving up and down, which I always kind of figured that he just didn't really say anything and they just kind of dubbed it in later. But there's there's someone talking under that at least like some of the actors oh, yeah. know what he's saying, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's because we're used to the the season two footage where they deliberately didn't have him move his mouth so they could just put whatever they wanted in. Right. There's something and I think really, now uh, that. I don't like it. I don't like watching his yeah. chin move. It doesn't even. No, it's not, it, it also looks like it's like not really attached to the bottom. The rest of his right, face. Right, because his like, face mask does not move. I really hate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, plus, like it, 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 when his when his chin is at its most extended, it's like sticking out like a like a bit, like not like it's part of his chin. Right. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a separation there, and it's bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean it reinforced. I mean, like, his faceplate thing is just a mask. Like, they never actually implied that it was part of his face. Right. No, no, but... no, 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 no. I, I, yeah, I'm just being like, the, okay, because, like, it's hard to explain to people not watching. Okay, imagine, like, you had, like, something sticking out of your, the very base of your chin that's maybe, like, an inch wide. Yeah. And you, that's what's coming out down. Like, not an actual like, chin. It's like a Like, flat. if you see someone, like, move their tongue around on the inside of their cheek... Like, imagine that was coming out of the bottom of your head. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> that happens. And we cut to the gym and juice bar. Aisha and Kimberly walk in. And Kimberly's trying to comfort Aisha. And is like, don't worry. I'm sure we'll find your cat. And I don't know how much of this is Kimberly trying to comfort her friend. And, and how much of it is her doing damage control. Because it's her fault the cat's gone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so... You know, Ernie shows up and is like, hey, so Tommy just uh, just went out to help someone. He said he'd be right back. He was like, yeah, all right, thanks, Ernie. And, like, the rest of the crew is here now. I'm Like, it's never established why. It's just Billy, Adam, and Rocky are just here. Because yeah. they rushed <laughs> off to get Rocky's sandwich. That's true. Do you, do you think there was some kind of, like, really elaborate sandwich adventure that we missed in the background? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. It was actually, like, a really cool fight scene where they were, like spar fighting while also passing a sandwich back and forth between the three of them but we just never get to see that yeah and then at the end of the fight adam and rocky had beaten each other to such a point that it was easy for billy to swoop in and claim the sandwich as <laughs> his own yeah that's why he was so slow to follow them it was his plan all along i'm just playing them against each other i feel very bad for rocky <laughs> no, dude just wants sandwich. a sandwich but so uh zordon calls uh, <laughs> and is like Sorry. hey everybody get to the command center immediately some shit's going down and then they show them the footage. Zordon shows them the footage of of uh, Tommy in the car, cat with her hanging off his arm, and Kim was like, "Who's that girl?" <laughs> Good <laughs> question. <laughs> Solid first question. <laughs> like she's she's not happy, and like uh, yeah, yeah, she shouldn't she should be not happy. What, I mean, what are you talking about? She's the Pink Ranger. Who are you? No, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, really. uh, has it not? I don't know. I mean, so the Pink Ranger dates Tommy, and I mean, the, she's in the car holding his arm. So, <laughs> anywho. That's really fucking <laughs> to think about. <laughs> We're like, hey, wait, why are you in the command center? Who are you? Right, yeah, it's, yeah. Does everyone forget who she is? It's Kimberly. <laughs> I, don't, God. I don't know who is, who is, 
I, I don't know who I've you are, seen, I've seen that episode of Star Burnley? Trek. What's that? Yeah. So basically, Zordon lays out the stakes. He's like, all right, kids, listen up. This is this is a little complicated. We got a lot going on because it's a two-parter. All right? All right. Thing one. Tommy and some girl we can't identify are in a car floating through a kaleidoscope zone. That's bad. We don't know where exactly they are. That's that's not good. Also happening, Rito Revolto is giant and stomping through Angel Grove. That's also not good. And everyone's just like, man, that's really not good. Why is all this bad shit happening at once? Well, and sort of goes, because, yeah, because it's time for us to say to be continued. And then it appears on screen. It's like, see? And then to be continued. Yep. So. That's it. That's that's part one of a ranger catastrophe. And yeah, so what do yeah. y'all think? Um, I really liked right. it. It's a really good right. episode. A lot happened, and I could see them making the second part also have a lot happening. And this would be, at which point, this would be maybe one of the most um, appropriately split up two parters. Yeah, I will say a lot does happen in part two. Oh, we—I t- almost forgot. There's uh, some bloops, some good old bloops during the credits. That have nothing to do with the episodes. So well, nothing to cut. do with anything. It's mm-hmm. it's bulk and skull in orange vests and holding slow slash stop signs and trying to keep people from going down a road that's been closed. And then um, it I has if... them react to like seeing the cat off screen. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you, go, no, go ahead. No, I never mind. That's not important. <laughs> Listen. Listen, nothing we've said here is important. Go ahead. No, it's really nothing. Seriously. No, now it's too late. Now you have to say it. Nope. Mike made it weird. Okay, anyway. We're just going to sit here until we have this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I have employed that strategy at many social gatherings, and it never pans out. (laughs) Ah, So that was it. Mike, shut up and let Joel talk. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. Joel has the floor and cannot relinquish it until we have this discussion. Why? I, why did you thrust the talking stick in my hand and glue it? Well, no, you took it and you tried to hand it back, and you didn't realize how sticky it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's. Mike? Um... So I, I, I'm wondering if maybe this was originally going to be part of their whole like trying to find the cat thing, and they like closed off the road to the, like, animal shelter so that nobody would come in and take the cat before they found uh-huh. the rightful owners. Oh. Yeah. yeah Maybe. I don't know. I really yeah. like the idea of Bulk and Skull and the monster, like, Rito working towards the same goal for completely different reasons. Right. Yeah, yeah. That could, yeah, that could and, be. But yeah, like, I was just gonna say that, like, this episode has so many good goofs in it. It's got really good character moments in it. It introduces Cat, who so far is amazing. She's it introduces Rocky like Sandwich, who's now the best character on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's not a yeah, character. It, a I will say, so uh, says how you. you. <laughs> it's more of a character than Rocky was when he showed up. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> so having this bulk and skull plot that is is not only you know, completely ancillary, but actually contradicts the stuff that happens in the episode makes me wonder, like they really were just flinging shit at the wall when they were filming this, huh? I mean, welcome yeah. to Power Rangers. No, I mean, I, I mean, we knew, but like, like they don't have much of a script. You mean they're just shooting stuff. That's kind of, eh, it's the basic idea. We'll figure it out in editing. Yeah. 
it's yeah, a little really weird. the entire show is made in post. I mean, I, I, I actually think that's not that weird for TV shows. Especially, like, this kind of TV show where it's... But, like, even well-run, managed TV shows can have, like, the actors get to the set that day and it's like, oh, hey, we rewrote this whole scene. Here's the new script. Learn it real quick. Or, like, I mean, there's definitely shows that where a lot of the strategy was just, okay, we're going to throw the actors together and have them make shit up and work with that. Sure. Yeah. All right, so our... Uh... Is everybody ready for some questions? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Okay. Uh, from Fletcher. Uh, says, my coworker and I were bullshitting and came up with a brilliant idea. President Rangers. Obviously, Washington and Lincoln are on the team, but who would the other three f- be? Mm. And they posit Ben Franklin as the sixth Ranger. I, yeah. Y'all can handle this. I'm Canadian. <laughs> yeah. This is a tough one because this. It's hard to pick out six whole presidents that weren't kind of bad. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, l- also, let's ben be real. Also, Ben Franklin, not a president. Right, I think that's, well, yeah, the, that's, I think why, that's, that's the joke he's of the him being card. the sixth ranger. Yeah. Sure, yeah. okay, okay. Well, uh, Fletcher says that they posited that f- he'd be the sixth ranger while his friend uh, posited that Franklin would be the mentor character instead. Yeah, that, that makes more sense That feels like it fits Franklin more, yeah. The thing is, like, maybe the sixth in my mind, this just, beca- this, this just becomes Hamilton crossover fan fiction. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I like that more than the idea of the actual presidents. Yep, for sure. Yeah, because it's like, well, uh, let's do Jefferson. Nope, he's got weird, awful shit. Uh, um, Don't all, I mean, even, like, Lincoln yeah, and, uh, and uh, Washington, they're not... They're not yep. saints either. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that every single person you were told to admire as a child is I actually mean, a monster. Lincoln's about the closest you get. Um, not ideal still, but you know. This... I mean, but he was a lawyer, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could. Uh, you, well, there's. Um, we could like do some like William McKinley. Um, okay. Chester A. William Henry Harris. Uh, J- James Polk. We, uh. <laughs> is, is William Henry Harrison's whole thing that he dies in the first episode? Yes, absolutely. I don't get any of this, but the way that Luke's just, like, just saying the names, okay. I've been feeling kind of like, oh, wait, it's just. Well, Ali, the, the thing you need to know, and I really hope I'm thinking of the right guy, uh, but William Henry, yes, Henry Harrison is like. Yeah, he he was the guy who was such a stickler for tradition that he did his inauguration speech uh, outside in spite of the fact that there was a terrible rainstorm going on. Well, it wasn't even on. that he was a stickler for tradition. It was – he had a, like, four-hour-long inauguration speech, and then because it was – yeah, the weather was bad, uh, and because it was the 1800s and health is – like, hygiene's not a thing, he caught pneumonia and died within, like, a week of being president. It was, it was a month. He died 30 days in. Yeah. So, yeah. The worst president. <laughs> and, th- and that's, like, that's the only thing he's remembered for is because, like... Yeah, that's well, what all else? That's, th- that's there's what something he... else to remember him for. Yeah, he was bedridden the whole time he was in office and then died. Uh, uh, John Quincy Adams was okay. Have you guys sure. watched uh, Gravity Falls? That one president who was president for, like, a very short amount of time was pretty cool. Yeah, the the fake joke president. Yeah, yeah. The, that, was, that was a fun time. Related to William Henry Harrison, I forget his name, but there was a guy who, it was some like member of his cabinet where it took them like a little while to get the vice president somewhere where they could swear him in after Harrison died, 
So technically, this guy was the acting president for, like, 14 hours. But, you know, no one mentions that, because who gives a shit? Right, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. not... Until until you get sworn in, you don't actually get on the wall or anything. Right, like, right, but not... technically, he was president for less than I a mean, day, and he's... He well, slept through wanna, all of it. I was going to say, if we <laughs> want to do that, like, a lot of people have technically been president for a bit because there's been situations where, like, the president and the vice president were both out. Yeah. You know what? The U.S. government's kind of shit. Yeah. Radical notion, I know, but, yeah. like, we our, our, our country's kind of fucked. I said, um, J- John Quincy Adams was, you know, relatively all right-ish. He wrote a big, long letter about uh, Andrew Jackson being a piece of shit racist asshole which is i mean cool ac- considering he was contemporary with him right i mean also accurate though like i mean oh yeah 100 i'm sure a ton of people are writing articles about how much that dude sucked yeah yeah should we just move on to the next thing let's just move on yeah. okay yeah Sorry, listen, like, folks, sometimes even when you come up with a good concept for a question, we can't do anything with well, it. That's like, just it's, honestly, it it's fun. Like, it's a fun thing that we have a lot of in, especially, like, there's a lot of kids pop culture where it's, oh, these presidents are wacky characters from history. And it's like, but now I'm a grown up and I know too much about American history to have fun with that concept. Yeah. Uh, from Daniel, can Sonic the Hedgehog beat the Flash in a fight? Uh, I'm gonna say no. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I said that on uh, on the actual question on because I didn't think I'd be on this episode. I said um, that I wish Sonic could beat him, but no, the Flash so, is does, like does Sonic, Sonic is... and or Flash have the Chaos Emeralds? Uh, e- okay, even no, if I think no e- Chaos Emeralds on either side. Okay, but even if Sonic was supersonic, Flash would still beat him. I mean, here's Flash the thing: is, is, like, Sonic is like, very fast. Sonic cannot vibrate his molecules so fast that he phases through yeah, matter. Yeah, the speed force so, is kind of bullshit. Even when Sonic is supersonic, he's not as fast as the Flash is, because the Flash is as fast as whatever the fuck he wants, because, right. like, I mean, you could argue that with Sonic and some of the media he's been in, too, but I really don't, like, the Flash is, like, almost Golden Age Superman levels of powerful. So, so it, more than supersonic, Sonic might have a chance if he has a Chaos Emerald to use Chaos Control with, because then maybe, maybe, you know? So, here's my thing. So, the Flash is basically God. Like, that's that's known. Sure. But I think this still comes down to, like, it's kind of like the Batman-Superman thing of it depends who's writing it, because Sonic has sure. absolutely defeated ostensibly godlike villains before. That's sure. just a thing that happens. It happened in Forces recently. Like... It just depends on how it goes down. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed Sonic win here, but like he's got a shot, depending on who's putting it together. Sure, but the the Flash isn't a big hulking monster with a glowing red point that you can use the homing attack on. Although he does wear a red costume, I guess his whole body is a glowing weak point. The thing is that the yeah. Flash can like vibrate his molecule. He can vibrate his hand so fast that it's like a knife that he can cut through you. Like he doesn't do that because he's a good guy, but like. Like, Reverse Flash has, like, stabbed people by vibrating his hand before, and it's like, I don't know, like, that's... Well, the the thing is, though, like, to to Luke's point of of, of the Flash being a giant glowing red weak point, is that, like, here's the thing with the Flash, is if you can manage to lay a hit on him, like, he's a really fast dude, but he's also just kind of a person... So, like, you, you know, you punch him in the kidneys real good somehow, like, he's going down. He has, like, he has super durability, but not to the extent of, like... 
other like he's, he's not a, like he's, he's not Superman, not but I mean like he uh he has to have some kind of durability or his body would fall apart when he moved at the speeds he oh, moves at. Well, that's the speed force. Well, also like he's got yeah. an accelerated heel, like like he could break his leg in an hour, and be okay. Like the Flash well, th- is so fast that his costume is made out of pure speed. Well, I mean, it depends on the yeah, Flash. Yeah, that's, like, that's the thing. There's that whole thing with the speed force and, and right. that, that thing because they. Because, you know, nerds need us to scientifically or pseudo-scientifically explain superpowers now. Right, right, like, right. We, we so, like, they had that, to come up with a reason yeah. why the Flash works. We mentioned that the Flash can can phase through solid objects. He also can choose to then explode that object after he phases yes, through yeah. it. Yeah, he can, he can destabilize <laughs> the item as he passes through it. Uh, he can also, not doesn't get used much as one of the Flash's powers, he can imbue other objects with speed. So he can, like, throw a rock at the speed of light. He he also can steal people's speed. Yes, and he can. He can. Yeah, he turned he one can, villain into a statue, which is fucked. <laughs> and he also can move so fast he travels through time. <laughs> like, well, he doesn't he need like, the time treadmill to do that. No, no, he can just do that. Like he used so, to need the time treadmill, he doesn't anymore. Even in co- CW's, I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse me, the cosmic treadmill. The cosmic, yeah. He he used to need that. Even in CW's, the Flash, he can just yeah. do that whenever he yeah. wants. Isn't there a so, so here, there a here's story here's a couple where... things that like let's think about some things that the Flash has canonically outrun. Yeah, time. Yeah, death. Yeah, and himself. Uh huh. Yeah, like, isn't there a Flash story where he goes so fast that he goes like? Years and years back in time, and becomes the lightning bolt that struck him to turn yes. him into the Flash. Yes. Yeah. Also, it also gets eventually like uh, revealed that Barry Allen, like the speed, like originally, if people are like, oh, the Speed Force powers Barry Allen. No, Barry Allen created the Speed Force by becoming the Flash. Yeah, and he is the Speed Force. Like- now, on the other <laughs> hand, like th- not to do this cop out that everyone always does with these, but. The Flash would not want to fight. He'd be like, hell yeah, man, let's go get some chili dogs. No, I mean, well, like, yeah. they, they wouldn't want to fight each other. They're good guys. Yeah. They're both they're, good guys. They're both extremely chill dudes. The only yeah. way, the only, in fact, it, in, the only way they would compete is in a race, and the Flash yeah. would win. Yeah. Yeah, the Flash would kick Sonic's ass in a race. <laughs> well, he, he would unless it was for charity, because, like, you know, like, there's that whole thing about how the Flash sometimes lets Superman win some of those charity races. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. So... And I mean, also, like, that's the thing we talked about. Super, like, when you the the, the obvious close analog is the whole Superman v Goku thing. And the thing is, like, right. they would ha- that's a more be- believable that that fight would go down because Goku would love to fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Superman, I think Superman would just insist that they go somewhere safe first. Yeah, yeah. Like, like away, yeah, like away Goku from Earth or something, and then like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I don't yeah. think Sonic and the Flash would want like, yeah. Uh, Barry Allen's just a really nice dude, even like Wally West. Right. Like they're pretty nice people. Like yeah, yeah. Sonic's pretty chill. That always <laughs> drove me nuts. The idea of like, oh, who's faster, Superman or the Flash? It's like, man, it better be the Flash. Or what's the point of the Flash? Yeah, yeah. He only does the one thing. He better be the best at it. Yeah, but the thing is, like, because they keep introducing all these other characters that are also fast, to make sure that the Flash stays the Flash, the the fastest, I almost said the Flashest, uh, he he has to, like, he has to be, like, he turns into God eventually. That's, right. It's, it's fucking wild. And that's, an- that's, that's another thing, too, is that, is that, okay, Sonic can move very fast, but he runs really fast. He does not, we never see him, like, do, like, rapid jab Super yeah. punch. While Flash can literally punch you a million times in a second. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like it. <laughs> like I would say a closer and probably more interesting fight would probably be uh Sonic versus like Marvel's Quicksilver. Uh-huh. Cause Quicksilver's yeah. like is it's it Quicksilver's basically like 
if you went from Golden Age Superman to current Superman, that's basically we're going from the Flash to Quicksilver. Sure, it's like sure, he's still sure. real fucking fast, but it's more reasonable. Yeah. You know, I like uh, there's that comic um, Kingdom Come, which wasn't great, but there's a really good bit about the Flash. He's not really in it, but they talk about what he's up to. It's like set in sort of the future where they're all sort of aging. And it's just like his city. He's he hasn't vanished, but like his city now just has this weird red blur all over it and just if someone's doing a crime they just like get punched out of nowhere like he's just oh, become just, this like right it's not just that though like any like accident that would happen it he right. just shows up he's, to solve it. like he's basically everywhere in the city at once this weird <laughs> energy field that prevents all disasters and crime hey, by the way if you're really into the flash you should check out the song by um uh, I think it's called. I think the band is Jim's Big Ego. Let me just like look that up real quick. And the song is called "The Ballad of Barry Allen," and it's like really good. And it goes into the mythos of like how shitty it would be to actually be the Flash. And it's yeah. Good. <laughs> well, there's that bit. I think it's yeah. a thing with Quicksilver where he's like talking to somebody about why he's such a prick, and he's just like, "Listen, you know when you're behind someone at an ATM and they're just taking forever to like remember their pin and all that." That is every other person on Earth to me all the time. Yeah. Which sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, like, I, I'm trying to remember, like, a specific line from this song, but it's, like, something like, um, like, by the time you, like, try to thank me, I'm, like, already gone, like, kind of thing. And he's talking uh, about how, yeah. do you think you can imagine how lonely that is kind of thing? Where he's just, right. like constantly yeah everything's too slow for him <laughs> they uh man that justice league episode where like the flash goes back to his hometown is so good oh uh yeah justice league on the whole like, yeah, yeah. like flash day like yeah yeah for flash yeah. day and like he's trying to get the other justice league people excited about it no one cares but it's 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 really good and like i like how batman's like no the flash is fucking cool like like what this other guy's trying to talk about how flash sucks and everything and there's this really yeah, good yeah. scene where the flash goes up to the trickster instead of beating him yeah, up yeah yeah it's like, like the other guys want to beat him up and like flash like no no guys i got this and he calls him by his real name he's like buddy have you been have you been off your meds again like, yeah I, I i've been feeling better so i didn't need to take any more you know that's not yes. how the medicine works, man. You're wearing the costume again. <laughs> Come on, let's get you. Let's get you home, buddy. It's the, really oh, good. Yeah. oh gosh, okay. God, he's so good. <laughs> how you know? How, this is a real old school teachers with attitude thing. Us just fucking nerding out about a DC Comics character. Yeah, we haven't yeah, done yeah. that in ages. Jim's Big, Jim's Big Ego is the band, and yeah, the Ballad of Barry Allen. Check it out. It's really yeah. good. There you go. All right, so you ready to keep oh. moving on, folks? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, fictional characters fighting other fictional characters. Uh, who would uh, Jesse asks? Who would win in a fight, Rocky the Power Ranger or Rocky Balboa? Uh, does Rocky get to morph? I'm gonna say for the sake of fairness, no. Balboa, Rocky, yes. The, the Ranger, what no. Age, what age is Rocky Balboa? Like which Rocky let's, movie let's are we say talking Rocky about, one, guys? Rocky. But listen. Rocky one, Rocky. I think Rocky one through Rocky four kicks Rocky's ass. Guys, do you remember the time that Rocky punched the ground so hard the floor shook? And he yeah. didn't have his ranger powers at the time? Mm. Do you remember the fact that he's like a trained he was, ninja and he just His like, powers had been drained, but he was morphed. It's a little weird. Doesn't he sure you can at one point and also do a hurricane kick in that ninja tournament? Like 
where like yeah i don't know rocky's like kind of super ninja boy even if he's kind of a dork like he's and rocky's well, rocky bobo is just a boxer it's as cool as he is and as good as fighting well, as he is <laughs> here's here's my thing if this is just like a fight if this is just a street brawl i'm giving it to power ranger rocky but if Power Ranger Rocky has to, like, if this is a, an officially sanctioned boxing oh, match. Oh, yeah, Rocky would beat like, him at boxing, I like, think. But yeah, Balboa like, Rocky would beat him at boxing, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, I think, like, <laughs> Rocky seems to primarily use his legs when he's fighting. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe if they have to try and kickbox, I don't know how that goes, but, like. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if it's just a straight up fight, probably Ranger Rocky. I, don't know, um, I, I think that if uh, Rocky Balboa has proven anything, it's that he can go the distance. That's true. Rock, Rocky Balboa's whole thing is that like he doesn't give up and keeps on going. So yeah. maybe he'd be yeah, able but to his, beat Rocky. His single Santos. greatest moment of, of of pathos is like he technically loses. It's just he he wins more a moral victory by like coming close to winning. I, well, well, yeah, the but then he comes movie. back and wins in the next movie. Yeah, I was gonna say like the only the first movie has him not win in the end. Like all the other and ones, that's why he it's wins. the best one. I mean, no, I don't disagree with you, but yeah, the, as the first like, Rocky movie is fucking awesome. We're not talking about the really quality of the movies. Movie. We're talking about the, uh, <laughs> the you know the strength of the fighter. And again, here's the thing. Yeah, Rocky is strong and he's a big buff teen boy. But Rocky Balboa is a grown ass man. Like he's gonna no. I Rocky Balboa absolutely wins if Rocky can't morph. I will say that Rocky. W- w- when he might have been in his suit, but they apparently had no powers, and Rocky punched the ground so hard it shook. So I think because of that, Teen Rocky would win. Nah, I, I'm absolutely going with Balboa. Okay, differing opinions on teenagers <laughs> with attitude. Uh, all right. So from Trevor, what's your favorite theme song from childhood? Oh gosh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one's that one's solid, uh, and also the song to Hedgehog cartoon song is really good, like Sonic Satan. Like that. The really the Batman the animated series one is really good. It's good, but there's no lyrics to it, so you can't sing it. I think the X Men animated series one was probably the one that got me the hypest. Yeah, I like singing uh, yeah, the song, so I like the ones with lyrics more. But those are definitely good. Those are definitely good intros. Well, wait, uh, guys, I mean, here's the thing: if we're, it's the Cowboy Bebop theme. <laughs> Never heard it. Oh man, no! What? Gotta go find that right now. I didn't Hi, watch. Hi, it's your Bebop. friend who doesn't watch anime. Okay, you should watch Cowboy Bebop. You should, you should, yeah, you should probably at least see yeah. Cowboy Bebop. People, it's really good. People generally agree that Cowboy Bebop is a good one, even if you don't like anime. Also, yeah. watch the dub because it's a really good dub. Um, uh, but, uh, I was gonna say the theme from Mighty Max is probably my favorite. I was gonna say I didn't watch Cowboy Bebop as a kid, so it doesn't count for me. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I like the ones where you can sing. So I'd, I'd say Power Rangers is actually a big one. Ninja Turtles and the Sonic theme, I really like. Yeah, uh, the Dragon one. Ball theme was always a big one. Yeah, yeah, I like that one too. Like, yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I would, yeah, <laughs> I would say Joel. Like, at least uh, watch the 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 opening credits to Cowboy Bebop that Luke They're just so like, good. Well, I, actually, see, you know, see if that sells the, you on the show. The song. I should look up the the actual opening because the animation is so slick. Yeah, I think I think watch like that and then see from there like, if it's worth like digging colors, further. man. Okay, yeah, it's three, it, it, two, yeah, one. It's very It's okay. It's really good. From Rose. What songs would you add to the rotation of the Tanga fights to mix it up? 
Um, any of the uh, ones from season two, like all the five. Yeah, for I would one. say any of the putty fight songs. Like, really, the, the hero one. I can't remember its name. Like we need a hero or something like that. I don't remember. Um, yeah, like all the ones from season two are great. I don't know, chicken <laughs> dance. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I would add. Uh, the Chrono Trigger battle music. There you go. Okay, you know the end of um episodes of Robot Chicken, they balk out that um like um oh what was it from? It's from some zombie movie, I think. But they do it in box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Actually, you know what? I will see your Chrono Trigger battle music and raise you Mario RPG battle music. The thing is just take a show up and it's just like da 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 da. That's really good. Yeah, actually, that would be great. Oh, actually, along those lines, I was going to go with the battle music from Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Oh, that's also good. I don't remember that one. The decisive battle from FF6 is really good. Yeah, I was going to say. Wait, so the the thing from the end of Robot Chicken is a reference to something? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously the thing from Robot Chicken is always a reference, well, yeah, but I didn't no, know the, the credits yeah, was... Yeah, the end, the end credits, it's from... Uh, what, is it from George Romero's... I don't remember so there, what it was is from. Is there from... literally nothing in that show that's original? Correct, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, from uh, from our buddy uh, Joe, the, uh, the Ghostbuster Joe, uh, what monster suit... Would you most want to wear in a production slash to a convention slash to play a practical joke on your friends and family? Oh, huh. Just basically, if you had to dress up like one of these them monsters, which yeah, one would you I want it to be? I think. Um, there's a lot of well, there's a lot of them. Is the thing. I mean, I'm gonna go with Rita Repulsa. Frankly, sure. Rita or Rita? Rita. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the dress feels breezy. I think. I mean, Goldar probably. Like, I'm trying to think of a more interesting answer than Goldar, but it's just Goldar. Yeah. Scorpina? That'd yeah. be pretty good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Scorpina's good. Yeah. Um, I think I think, I think, think kind of along those lines, part of the reason I want to go with Rita is just because I don't want to wear a big fucking helmet. I mean, right? sure, like, yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. Or like I mean, a like, big fucking hot goddamn yeah, monster suit. Yeah, rubber fucking suit. Right. Like, yeah. God. Yeah. Um... The stoplight turtle might be kind of fun. It's kind of goofy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what was what was that? What was his name again? Uh, Shellshock. Maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from Thon. Each of the hosts and guests gets to add a new segment to the podcast, regardless of whether or not it's related to Power Rangers. Oh, what God. segment would you add, and what title music would you want Eric to use for it? Oh God, that's Whoa, hard. This is, oh yeah, that's, that's a really lot. tough. That's a big, that's a big one. Um, yeah. I feel like any I don't have anything I want to talk about week to week, and when I just want to talk about something, I just start talking about it until all of you come along with me. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be a weekly segment. It just needs to be a segment that you bust out every now and then. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, what? I would just do a Sonic the Hedgehog thing, and I would just play the Sad Am theme. <laughs> sure. Just fuck it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're doing great. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, just, we're doing I real just, good. I mean, like, I just like, like, I mean, talking about bullshit is fun. No, I know. But that's like not a, that's yeah. not a segment. That's just something yeah. we do. We um, could just, we could just make it like a bullshit segment, and then like the theme could just be playing a bunch of fart noises. I mean, I mean I my, hate my to segment say it. right now is the Kaku Ranger segment where we talk right. about Kaku Ranger. 
Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, we already have a segment called Talking About Things. <laughs> yeah. I do like the question. I just wish I could come up with a better answer. So, yeah, my, yeah, my yeah, problem that's the, is I have an yeah. answer, but I can't use it because it's uh, something that a different show recently started doing. and so Well, it's... you gotta say it now. Alright, so there's a Polygon streaming thing where they have a segment called, this is a segment called, where they pull a segment idea out of a hat and then improvise it on the spot. That is a good idea! It's fucking fantastic, and, like, I'm really mad that they're doing it because I I always thought that was a good idea that I never implemented. Damn it, you should have started it, like, you did that last year, you could be like, Polygon stole from us, but no. Yeah. I don't know, like, my hair, I, I... I interrupt the podcast a lot to talk about how, like, like I, how I like what the characters are wearing or, like, how oh, cute sure. they are. Oh, yeah, episode. we should so totally have just, a fashion corner. Just, yeah, fashion corner would be kind of good. I'm, like, I'm not that much of a fashionista, but I'm starting to notice fashion more. And I kind of, like, you know, I would might be like, I really like what Kimberly's wearing this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we still occasionally are like, wow, this person's wearing this 90s-ass thing. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you ready to keep rolling? I guess. I mean, yeah. not everybody answered, but it doesn't seem like everybody really has an answer. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Pandora asks, uh, for all the hosts and guests, what movie would you want to become the protagonist of? The mm. catch is, Goldar replaces the main antagonist, uh-huh. and if the movie has a narrator, Alpha is the narrator. How is that a bad thing? That <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. Um, uh, hmm. Princess Bride. Sure, sure. Princess Bride's yep. pretty good. That's yep. pretty good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm just sitting here trying to think of what movie is about the person with the most absurd powers. Like, Lucy. Sure, let's go with that. I wouldn't want to turn into a Yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot how that movie ends. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh, spoilers <laughs> for Lucy. <laughs> ah, you know. It's been out long enough. If anyone gave a shit, they've wait, seen wait. it. Is, is there a movie about a, about someone turning into a into a dog girl? Because I'll do that one. Uh, I mean, there's the Shaggy Dog, which I don't think that's explicitly a dog girl, but you know we can do some rewrites. Yeah, yeah. There you I go. mean, yeah. I mean, listen, if you're if you're replacing Tim Allen, like it's just the whole thing is Wait, gender changing. Tim so. Allen. Well, there's a God, version. I mean, They've made is. like five different versions of that movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Disney keeps trying to get that lightning to strike again. Yeah. Like, with a lot of their classic franchises. It's like when they did Herbie Reloaded now, and no one to cared. Be, oh, to man. be fair, if there was a there was, there was a movie that was being interminably remade, Ugh. the Shaggy Dog would be the one to do it with. That doesn't make sense. Also, did just look up the Shaggy Dog, and boy, do I hate this poster. Thank you, because I was going to look it up, so... Boy, do I hate this else. poster. Oh, that oh, is boy. bad. Oh, It takes a second to see how Tim terrible Allen's it is. actual eyes. <laughs> it's oh, just a God. dog with Tim Allen's eyes photoshopped onto it. But he turns into a full-on dog or a dog person? No, he turns into a dog. A dog. Yeah. I don't want to be a dog, I want to be a dog person. Uh, I mean, I guess any <laughs> werewolf movie? Yeah, but then, like but then, Teen but Wolf. But werewolves don't have... Okay, Teen Wolf, but more dog-like... Cool, because like most werewolf movies, they turn the murderous monsters, and I don't want to be a murderous monster. Sure. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, folks, whoever has the rights to Teen Wolf, listen, listen. I, I know you already the did the TV show thing. All right, CW. I know you did the TV show thing, but listen, if you want to properly reboot that movie, just flip the genders around. Yeah. Boom. Sure. You did it. You it. did good. I can do it, you cowards. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I'm sorry. Teen Wolf is an MTV property. Okay. 
Oh, there's a hundred episodes of Teen Wolf. Oh boy, I was considered watching it because I, I I like werewolves and I like supernatural shows, so I probably would like it. But I haven't oh, watched Teen it. Wolf is over. I didn't realize it ended last year. Huh? Huh? With one hundred episodes in the dot. Just a hundo wow. went out. Hey, they I, got, yeah, like, well, they, they made that syndication point. <laughs> right, they hit syndication and stopped. I do like this um, tagline for Shaggy Dog, which is, raise the woof. I so, want to die now. Yeah, what are we, uh... <laughs> I like it. So, okay, uh, anybody else got an answer to this question? Uh, I mean, like, fucking, I don't know, Ant-Man. Sure, that's the, that's the joke that's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's extremely on brand. Anyway. I'll do Ant-Man so I can become shrunken for, for Michael. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, thank you. Well, Michael's not in Ant-Man, though. <laughs> Only you get into Ant-Man. I think... Yeah, but think... I, get to, I get to keep the powers afterwards, right? Oh, well, I don't know. I think you just know. part I of the MCU the movie at plays out And then it's done. Well, Michael and then you go to the Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, until Civil War, where they drag you out of a van. What if Mike uh, is like the Wasp? alternative mm-hmm. okay yeah sure sure <laughs> i don't know i don't know how anything works <laughs> i get to fight goldar as a, as a yeah, really girl. that's that's the real problem with this uh question is that you have to abandon all your friends and family to go live in the universe of that movie <laughs> i don't want to do that or they don't exist and also like there's sometimes you just don't have a good movie that lines up with what you want like right. You know, like you, I, I almost said that. Wait, wouldn't it be more on brand for Luke to go for downsizing? But that movie is evidently dog shit. Wait, so, guys, you know. wait, wait. Bruce Almighty makes you be God for a bit. The, there you go, Bruce Almighty. Oh shit! One. <laughs> Does that movie ha- have an antagonist though that Goldar could be? I mean, is it's it, the antagonist is, that, is no, he's an antagonist against himself. It's, you know, it's a man versus self kind of movie, so it's really, you become Bruce Almighty, well, and then the, also become Goldar. Did the, did the question say that- Yeah, they, Goldar like, Almighty. If there, if yeah. there is no oh, wait, antagonist- Wait, Goldar just replaces Steve Carell, and then oh. you get that scene where you make Goldar's head catch fire? Uh, yeah. What if Goldar just replaces Steve Carell in everything Steve Carell's been in? Oh my god, The Office with Goldar? Yes! It'd be really good. Heck, even just go with the Bruce Almighty thing, like, that got a sequel- where Steve Carell's character like That's became the, right. the protagonist became and did like the whole Noah's Ark thing, so it's Goldar's Ark. Oh my god, it's good. The Goldar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I just want Goldar in more things. Really. What even? What was Evan Almighty about? I know he became Noah. Like. Was God that was kind of it. Yeah, that's pretty like, much. That's pretty much the movie. It wasn't I great. I get the plot of Evan Almighty. We talked. We talked about uh, a Rita being on a road trip movie. I want to see Goldar and Rito in a road trip movie. Mm-hmm. Those no, two uh, Gold, Goldar and Rito would be in like a fucking dude where's my car type like gross out I was, comedy. I was thinking like Dumb and Dumber, but with Rito and Goldar. I mean, same basic thing, really. I know. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of the same movie. <laughs> um. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think we have answered that question as thoroughly as we're going to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan asks, um, my question is, do you have a group of friends that you would consider your team, and when did you figure it out? Okay. I mean, I mean that's just kind of the AE crew. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. They, that's yeah, the thing. They, We're, the, yeah. Y- y'all my team. Like, in life today, <laughs> y'all my team. But as a kid, I absolutely was like, these are the friends that would become Power Rangers. These are the kids who would do it. It's going to happen. <laughs> Holy shit, happened. you guys. No, no, no. This needs to be said. 
It turns okay. out that at the end of Evan Almighty, uh, Evan wasn't like he was supposed to build an arc, but that, but the thing is that that was sort of incidental to the fact that he was supposed to perform an arc, an A R K, an act of random kindness. Uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, like, they go through the whole thing of, like, there's a flood, and Wanda Sykes is like, I don't know about this, and then she sees the water come, and it's there like, oh, a- fuck, get no, me no, on there, that there, boat. There is a flood, but it's not a humanity-annihilating flood. The whole thing is there was this evil congressman who's, like, damn failed or something. During the film's closing credits, God issues a new commandment to the outgoing audience. I now issue a new commandment. Thou shalt do the dance. Everybody dance now! <laughs> commandment 11. A new one etched in stone from Mount Sinai. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You had door open, Jose. That was me leaving the podcast. <laughs> wow, you went from y'all my team to I'm out in no, you stole my team. Time. Oh my, you stole God. my team. But also, fuck that movie. <laughs> wow. Do you think? Do you think Bruce Almighty still holds up? Probably not. Because I mean, there's some Jim Carrey movies that that you like. I look back on as like, hmm. I mean, it doesn't, because isn't one thing that happens is he blows up women's skirts to see their underwear? Uh, that, that does sound like it happens at some point. Yeah, but he I mean, like, he also makes his girlfriend's make, we have to make a distinction bigger. between, like, this movie totally doesn't hold up anymore, and this movie has a gross thing in it. There's also, you know? there's also that scene, or not also that scene, but yeah, that, that, that scene where it just becomes a, a, a breast expansion fetish story for one, for like, a, you know, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. I think my boobs I'm, got bigger. For some then, like, reason, he romantically pulls the moon down, and then everyone freaks yes. out because it actually like fucks with the right. tides. For some reason I, that I don't understand, I watched the director commentary for that movie, and they talked about how in an earlier version, uh, there was a whole running side plot where uh, her boobs just got a little bigger in every scene until it was becoming a real problem for her. I'm like, guys. I know what websites you're visiting. Stop it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how that movie had a whole sequence where, like, uh, God was trying to make a point about how, like, listen, I can't do everything for you. If I answered everybody's prayers, right. like, the world wouldn't work. And then Armstrong. he's Armstrong. Yeah, he brings out Lance Armstrong. Now, this is a dude who helped himself. You know, and then, like, years later, there was, like, the doping controversy. It's like, yes. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good fucking call. I mean, they weren't Me wrong. Lance. I mean, we were we were chastising the movie for putting its fetishes in, but if I was God for like a, a short amount of right. time, I definitely would be like, "Y'all who have personas can be them now." Right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, like everybody, uh, whatever kinks you got, boom, done. Let's go. Remember Exists when he now. realizes he has to start answering prayers, and he just creates an email client on his computer that the prayers show up like emails. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, and then, that, and then he gets the tired of having to, to spend all day answering prayers, so he just grants all of them. Yeah. Even the contradictory ones. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, there was a gag about how everyone, uh, like, what was it, like, seven million people or whatever won the lottery at once, so they all got, like, five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, okay. Anyway, we can't keep talking about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, can't one we? One final question. <laughs> we can. Yes, but we have to end this podcast at some point. Um, last question is from our good friend, Julie. And she asks, which Rangers well, or Ranger team? She's our good friend right now. Uh, she'll be you guys' good friend. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Luke, it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which Rangers or Ranger team would you sentence to damnation by having them appear in Ready Player One? I don't know if sentence to damnation. It's just like whatever. I mean, a shitty movie. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I put the original team in because, like, yeah, they're like the most yeah. iconic. If like, you're gonna do that, then yeah, the original team is the the team. That's what I was gonna say. With. Ready Player One is purely out of nostalgia with no other actual substance. And, right. Like when you're doing that, it's just the original five. Maybe with Green Ranger Tommy. Of course, depending well, on absolutely with Green Ranger Tommy. He's the one everyone's most nostalgic about. Like, we talked about Ready Player One a lot already, but thinking about it, like, you could absolutely screw with that story in a way that oh, makes it more, like, critical of itself. Because, like, the plot of that story is that a rich, shitty old man has created a way to, like, make someone's life way better, but you have to know all his dumb shit bullshit trivia that no one cares about and just a bunch of shitty nerds go on a quest. Right, yeah, it's nerd gatekeeping turned into a, like, good thing. It's this horrible like, cyberpunk dystopia that everyone's disappeared into a shitty virtual reality game to escape from and then even that's shitty because it's dictated by these awful old nerds. Like, you could make an interesting story that was like, if you framed it right, you could you could do a Starship Troopers with it. I'm say- I'm telling you. Yeah. God, yeah, you really could, actually. I don't think they're going to. I don't though, think they're the going to either, but they could. They could. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, you really could just make the, the just the biggest, just most utterly scathing takedown of horrible nerd culture yeah. ever made if you did that. God. I want that now. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Just throw the Megaforce team in there. Nobody liked that team. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's do some plugs. Let's let's do some plugs. Sure. Joel, where can folks find you on them? Their internets. I mean, uh, at AudioEntropy.com, of course. Where I do well, I don't really do other podcasts anymore, but ostensibly I have other podcasts. I mean, for real, are you all just like not getting around to doing digital moncaster? Is it actually done? Because I'm really not sure. Oh, no, I mean, it's not done. It's just we haven't recorded anything in a very long time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, life, life happens. We don't get paid for this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it. some of us very much do not get paid for this. Yeah. Um, Emily. You get anti-paid for this. Um, you can find me on other audience podcasts like War and Beast, uh, In Pursuit of Passions, and Home for Vinyl Losers. You can also catch me on Twitter at This is Emeralds. Okay, and Luke. Uh, you find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, the main shows that I'm working right now are Home for Infinite Losers and Let's Place. Um, there's some other ones. I, I have a, a Cosmic Call recorded that I need to edit, but I'm also working on another project that's taking up all of my free time. Can we Just talk about that project? Can we plug that? Uh, I, we. I don't want to say what it is. I want to surprise people when it's done. Uh, I kind of plugged it on War and Beast, but I just it, said it was your next game. I didn't say what it was well, about. Well, yeah, it, it, we are getting ready. We just finished our, uh, like, weekly stream of the the RPG that we were playing, and I'm doing a lot of 
prep work to get our next one started and uh, doing some cool shit for it. And I'm yeah. gonna be in it, we're, and I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try harder to make sure that this one is actually like this is still primarily a thing that we're doing for ourselves and we're right. just sharing with people because they want to watch it. But like, it got really frustrating that like with Twitch and stuff for the yeah. last uh, yeah, tabletop fuck Twitch. that we kept losing stuff. Like fuck Twitch. Yeah, t- like fuck Twitch. I think we lost like we completely lost the second to last session, didn't we? One of our one of our listeners uh, downloaded it to listen to at work, and he sent me the audio. So I can Thank put it back together. I haven't done it yet, but so much. I am so, look as soon as you get that done, send it to me because I want to listen yeah, to the penultimate. Yeah, you got I can send you the the audio so you can. I was going to say it. actually, we should just record our Skype call. Yeah, I, I'm going to just. I mean, you can use. I stream it through OBS. I can just record the stuff locally while I do it. It's not a. Like, we should start yeah, doing. I, that I'm going for to start sure. doing that, and we're going <laughs> to move over to yeah. YouTube and stream there instead. Uh, yeah, and it'll that's, be a lot Because at least with that, like when we're done, it just automatically becomes a YouTube video. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, but ba- but basically, like that last uh, campaign was, it was kind of again, it was something we were just doing for fun for ourselves, and it kind of morphed into a trial run for like streaming tabletop games, and like we're planning another one. It's still in the very early stages. Luke's working on some fun stuff for it, but yeah. like that's that's gonna happen eventually. I, I, I do want to say, as someone who was just a fan of the last game, y'all, if if you can like. If you can stand that you're going to miss a few episodes because Twitch ate them or Luke forgot to upload them. Yeah, so, some of it was my fault. I'll cop to that. But yeah, some of it was Twitch's fault. Go check it out and try to find out what happened in the missing episodes because it was fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was I, really uh, good to listen to. Like, it's well, great. Thank you very much. I, I am. I And I wasn't on that once. I can say that. I have a lot of, <laughs> like... You know, anything you make, you instantly have a lot of like, oh, this sucked for these reasons, and I don't think it sucked, but I definitely this next one I'm working on, I want to be better. Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, we're gonna have another tabletop game uh, soon. Yeah, I, I want my goal is to be ready to start by the beginning of April, but, you know, who knows? If yeah, I, also, if we I have no infinite, reason to rush it if it's not ready. So. If, I, if I had infinite time, money, and more drive, I would love to just turn Pizza Party into a comic series. Oh, yeah, that but would be I can't do that. I'm sure. God. I'm not going to commit to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can find me uh, on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, there's no S. I wanted there to be an S, but Twitter handles don't have enough room. Twitter uh, handles are uh, not so long j- enough. Yeah. So it's just Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, and you can also hear me on the Home for Infinite Losers. Uh, you can hear me on Going Pear Shaped. That's. That is another, like, it's kind of done, but it's kind of not done. I don't know. We might go back to it kind of situation. But there's a whole archive of that if you want to go back and listen to it. It's good. Um, and, yeah, so that's it for, for our personal plugs. If you want to get a hold of Teenagers with Attitude, you can find our Facebook group, Teenagers with Attitude. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Teens with Tude. Uh, you can send us a Gmail, teenswithtood at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us, send us feedback, send us questions. Give us a rating on iTunes. That would be really great. Uh, head on over to audioentropy.com to listen to some of the other podcasts that we and our friends do. Some really good stuff. Hit that donate button. Uh, send some money to Joel. He pays for the hosting. Uh, you know, can always stand to help out with that. You know, like, again, we we don't make money doing this. This is just something mm. we do for fun. And so, you know, a little donation helps immensely. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us. I forgot to put in a sign out order. So fuck it. Uh, anybody got anything else they want to say before we sign off? <sighs> nah. I think we've said more than enough in the past this two and a half hours. This episode went a lot of places. Okay, this, this one part is 
one hour and 16 minutes right now. <laughs> and it's three parts. Can I say something? <sighs> sure, weird hey. Tiny Tim ghost. No, oh, I actually didn't have nothing to say. I thought you'd say no. Okay. No, that's how Australians say no. For Teenagers with Attitude, I have been Mike. I have been Emily. <laughs> Oh, oh I, I'm Joel. Sorry. Oh, I'm Luke. And may the power protect you always. Vegemite, I guess. Vegemite. Fashion Corner.